Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Hero of Noise. Now I'm your host, Steve. Greetings and salutations, everybody. My name is Dan. Some people call me delicious. Some people call me vitamin D. Some call me disastrous. That's usually the one. But feel free to call me whatever you want. Welcome to episode 18 of the Heroes of Noise. Steve, we've got a lot to cover today, brother. You ready? It's 18? It's 18, dude. We are killing it right now. Smashing it. I'm so proud of our little show, Steve. Gee, I am, I'm more proud of the fact that someone calls you delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That, I mean, if you t- if, if I'm walking down the street and someone was like, hey, delicious, I'd be like, wow. Call, no, it's not delicious. It's delicious. No one de-licious. no one calls me that. I'm just kidding. But you could call me D-Boogie. You could call me. Uh, oh, wow. I don't know. I'm <laughs> just making shit up, dude. <laughs> the the last line of defense. That's a good one. Okay. Let's 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 detach from this and <laughs> continue on. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. But man, dude, look. Here's what I'm going to say, first of all. If you're with us from the episode one, I applaud you because I I knew, I mean, I knew we were going to keep on going. I know we we're going to always do it. But the fact that we've made it to 18, it does not seem like we've done 18 shows, dog. And that's not to mention all the pregames that we have. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah, I think we're doing really well. And it also makes up because we actually didn't record two weeks out of this these last, oh, I guess it would be 20 weeks that we've actually been a show. That's true. We didn't because one of them was a solo or no, it was New Year's. Right? New Year's, we just did the, it was the uh, or Christmas best of 2017. Ago. That's right. And one of them, I threw a tantrum. <laughs> Not that long ago. You're like losing whole pockets of time, Steve. You gotta stop working so much, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man, I I am very. Are you? Let me ask you a question, bro. What do you look forward to with the podcast going for, going forward? What are What are you excited about? You know what I'm excited about actually is gaining new listeners. Uh, it's awesome because we're gaining. You know, we are. We're gaining new listeners, and I really can't wait to make contact with these people. And speaking of new uh-huh. listeners, Steve, I think this has a lot to do with last episode. I want to say thanks to everyone that has tuned in and listened to us. Welcome to the show. Um, I have a feeling that this came from Johnny and Mick, but we do have some new listeners. I noticed more listeners in the UK, which is fantastic. Hello, Sweden. Hello, Ireland. And hello, Australia. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise. Please stick around. Uh, write in. Give us voicemails. Let us know what you think of the show. We are happy to have you here. So, yeah, that's definitely something that I'm like way, way stoked about is getting you know more listeners to the show, watching the show grow, more interviews. The response to last week was super positive. So I think that we're on to something. Looking forward to more music conversations. And I don't know, man. I, I really don't want to like set too many goals because I'm kind of liking how this is naturally progressing. Word. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I I totally agree. I think, I mean, I'm investing in different ways as far as, you know, time and all that stuff. But Dan has put a lot of his time and money into this show. Um, we're talking about in the tens of thousands of dollars. Get out of and here, so man. And so I'm hoping. What are you talking about? Okay, first of all, we have to stop like saying he, shit like this. You have to understand that in the next five minutes, I'm going to suggest that people donate to PayPal. If I'm putting- but I didn't, they also don't know that you're in a shelter. They don't know this. 
You donated everything. Yeah, I'm, I've got myself podcast. to bankruptcy, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're going to solicit for your money to help exactly. us continue with the show. Tens of thousands, nay, but definitely hundreds. He's homeless, and people are calling him delicious. <laughs> That's the kind of man we're talking. They call me. You know what? Cut they that call out. me. I don't want to make fun of homeless people. They call me Dinero. D. Oh, Robert Dinero. No, as in Come I need on. your Dinero. Is Robert Dinero's last name money? No, 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 no. Are you sure? Is it spelled the same? Maybe it is. Wow, we're fucking off on a tangent right now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, go back, go back, go back, go back. I'm sorry. We haven't been, we didn't get to talk last week. I know. Did you miss me? Yeah, I did. You know what? I really super duper missed the po- the pregame. I know. Sorry, guys. No pregame this week, but next week we'll make up for it. I have like five topics. Yeah, I have five topics. You have five topics? Five topics that I have on my whiteboard for pregame. You have a whiteboard? Yes, for our topics, yeah. Wow, you're amazing, man. Well, there's your investment right there. He's got a whiteboard, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. If we literally wanted to take a topic a week, I'm covered for about 15 weeks. Okay. Well, then you just go ahead and keep writing, brother. But anyway, yeah, we'll get you guys a new pregame out next week without fail. We promise. We promise. Thank you, Bucks and Mick. Dude, let me tell you something. Those are superstars. Absolutely. Those are superstars, dude. Like... I'm surprised they didn't get fan mail. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. They actually I did get a couple of little hits on Twitter. There were some of our listeners that were agreeing with them. Their uh, beer choices. A little bit of obsession with Johnny's voice coming from my God, sister. Lord, oh, my sister. Yeah. <laughs> she she texts wow. me. She's like, I'm obsessed with Johnny Bucks. Buckaroo! <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are interesting cats. And thank you very much for coming on to the show. We hope to have you back real soon. Yes, we can't wait to get, and we look forward, and thank you for all the new listeners. We really appreciate you coming on. We will have them on again. Can't wait. Look forward to talking some music with them. Hopefully, we talk a lot more music in the future, but that is to come. But before we get started, I want you to know how to get in touch with us. Do you have that? I got it, too. I can actually read along now, Dan. Man, I thought you'd never ask. May I do my thing? Please. Cue the music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Heroes of Noise. My name is Dan, and boy, do I have contact information for you. If you would like to reach the show, please hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at, at Heroes of Noise, myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public, my friend Steve at, at SE underscore Hudson Music. That's where you can get us there. On Instagram, you can find us under at Heroes of Noise Podcast. Facebook, we're there too, Heroes of Noise Podcast. Putting a little more life into that one lately, by the way. We have a website, heroesofnoise.com. Beautiful. Check it out. It's always growing. While you're there, uh, feel free to stop by any of the links that we've, uh, you know, we've attached for you. And please, if there's a PayPal donation there, anything you donate to the show goes straight back into the show. Helps us with just, you know, materials and all that good stuff that it takes. Uh, bandwidth, website, all that stuff goes right back into the show. And we appreciate each donation that you do. Thank you very much in advance. Also, on the page, you can go to different links to, you know, you can actually subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio. As of this week, we're now available on Spotify, and we're pretty proud of that, too. Uh, wait, you hear that? They're all proud of us, too. Listen to this clash. You hear that, Steve? That's amazing. <laughs> I do hear that. Yeah, That's awesome. but please, you know, leave us, a, leave us a five-star review, guys, because it just helps us get out there, and we really appreciate it. And thanks to the people that have been doing so. Awesome. You're all awesome. I think that's about it right now, Steve. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it back over to you, brother man. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. That is my original song. I named it Yo, so I do all rights and copyright goes to me. Um, Dan, I got a question for you, brother. What's going on, my man? 
you like quizzes, don't you? You like the quizzes that I create for you. Absolutely, dude. I appreciate it. They're tailor-made for me. It makes me happy. Love it. Yes, I have quite a few of those too. But anyway, um, sometimes we need fresh quizzes though from a fresh voice. Would you agree? Absolutely, man. You got to keep it fresh. Well, the good thing about this whole thing is that Dan brought someone to our are uh, brought someone to me saying they have a quiz and they're going to try to stump both he and myself. Now, Dan is a quiz master. He's a quiz master. He really is He's true. great at what he does. He really is. And I thought there's no way Dan can beat me. I still don't think there's any way Dan could beat me. However, there's only one way to find this out. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a quiz for you. We have a wonderful guest, an amazing young woman. She's going to be our quiz master today. I will not say her name because I don't know if she wants it on, but we'll, we'll, we'll call her the quiz, not mistress, the quiz master it would have to be. But it sounds so cool. It's like a the quiz mistress. For his, you know what I'm the saying? The quiz mistress trying to get blistress. Yeah, it sounds like it rhymes with something. <laughs> I just made up a just, word, yeah, blistress. I like this. So go ahead, Maya, it's on you. <laughs> you, just, you just said her name. <laughs> you want your name cut out? Be you prefer no, that? it doesn't matter. Okay. This Ladies and gentlemen, Maya. Yes. So this is the quiz. So mm-hmm. we're going to see who is better with movie titles. Oh okay. Uh-oh. You got to think quick on your feet. So the example three, was, bad. <laughs> so the example was, here's the movie title, mm-hmm. Snow White and the Blank Dwarfs Seven. plus the Blank Musketeers. Three. That would be 10. Boom. Dan gets Yeah, boy. Oh. That's the name of the game. Are you going to be dictating whether we multiply or add? I'm going to tell you if you're going to add, subtract, or multiply. So you might think you know the title and blurt it out, and I'm saying, no, you're supposed to subtract. Watch yourself. By the way, guys, if you hear, like, slurping noises, we're having uh, seized candy suckers. That's the excuse. That's what she said. That's the excuse. (laughs) So here we go. That's what my parents used to say. (laughs) So the first movie, Mm -hmm. two titles. Yes. Pay attention if you're going to add, subtract, or multiply. Okay. Air Force blank. Mm Mm-hmm. Plus Rogue Blank. Two. Two. You guys. (laughs) Yeah. I am the best mathematician in the world. He's in Star Wars jazz. I had to get that one. Okay. Okay. Gonna give it to Dan. That was a close one. That was close. Next one. Ready? Mm -hmm. Blank Candles. Plus Blank Things I Hate About You. 26. Uh, I think that's a. I'm gonna have to say honestly, that's a tie. I think yeah, that's a tie. Draw. I would, I would totally say tie. Yes. I'm gonna start getting jacked up though, because once that was rough. Well, now we're in double digits uh, yes. edition. But I have my fingers free, so I could be like, <laughs> let me take my shoes off. Real, let me take my shoes and my socks off. Real quick. Carry the three. Okay. All right. The next one. Mm-hmm. Blank years a slave minus blank years in Tibet. Nineteen. Five. Wait. Minus. Minus. It would be minus. You're right. Blank year. Blank years of slave. Yeah, minus. Blank right. years into this. I didn't think of minus. Well, nice. Years of right. slave. So that. Are you all ready for this? Dang. Damn. Are you all ready for this? All right. Okay. Next one. All right. Ready. See, I told you. Pay attention. Damn, I pay attention. Gone in blank seconds. Mm-hmm. Plus blank degrees of separation. Sixty-nine. Sixty-six. Is it six it's degrees of separation? Is six it six nine degrees of separation it's from six. six degrees of separation? Sixty seconds. Or Kevin Bacon, depending on. I thought it was nine degrees for Kevin Bacon. Oh, but it wasn't. Oh. 
<laughs> I didn't count the tied ones, though. I'm all cocky because we're doing addition. That's okay. <laughs> Just wait. That's okay. Just wait. I'm coming. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Okay. You ready? Here we go. Steve. All right. Focus. I'm focusing. The last blank years times blank men <laughs> and a baby. Okay, I got what's what's the what's the other one? Last. So the last blank years times blank men and a baby. The last blank years? The last blank years times blank men and a baby. We should probably hit the clock or we'll just be sitting here thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean can you tell me who the movie stars? Fuck off. <laughs> the last blank years? I have never heard of the last blank years. Alright, we're gonna have to t- take take that as a loss. Should we pass? Well, let, let's just find out what it was. What the was last it? five years times, what was it? 15. What's the other one? Three minutes. Blank, eight. yeah. So it's but I wouldn't have, yeah. 15. I don't know five. I have never heard of have that you heard movie. the last five years? Mm-mm. And we do a show about this shit. Damn. Okay, right. so next. I'm about to catch up. I'm done playing. All right, come on. I'm done playing. I see you talking. I don't see you doing much you action, lying. though. You ain't lying. <laughs> All right, And here, here we go. How to lose a guy in blank days plus blank heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> it's a plus uh, six. How to lose the guy in blank day- days plus blank heads in a duffel bag. Or is it seven, seven, uh, ten? That's your answer. It is my answer. I'm gonna enjoy this minus, delicious cheese candy. Plus, how to lose a guy in blank days plus blank heads in a duffel bag. I want to say it's I kind of go 15. I think it might be. I'm, I already gave you my final answer, yes. but for some reason I'm feeling 13 now. It might be because it might be six heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> oh, snap. I said three. I said eight. Oh, shit. But I said how to be the guy in seven days. I started off that way, but then I went to 10. Right, I'm totally confused okay, now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, what's the square root? I said, of... <laughs> I said 15. What did you say? What did you... you said 13, right? I believe so. Okay, so it's how to lose a guy in 10 days. Dope. Plus eight heads in a duffel bag. Oh, we're losers. Mm. It's 18. Oh, it's right 18. eight, though. That's all right. You did have one of the numbers. In 10 days? How weird is that? It's a girl movie. It's um, Kate Hudson stars in that movie. Oh. With uh, All Right, All Right, All Right. Oh, that's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> I like him. I think he's good. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Okay. So this one, mm-hmm. I think, I think you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Blank monkeys minus big hero. Six. Damn, <laughs> big hero six, man. Disney. It's dope. Wow. You should watch it. It's dope. Well, you knew twelve monkeys. I knew twelve monkeys. Okay. But I did not know big hero. I was like six. Big In the time of the chimpanzee, I was a monkey. That's the name. No, uh, it's a back song. Okay, okay. then maybe this one. For sure, this one. Okay. You're gonna kill me if you don't get this. Mm. The hateful blank times fantastic blank. Thirty-two. Got it. We got it. See, because now we're in the multiplication. Oh, I'm, right. I'm fucked. It's on. <laughs> okay. Uh, two more. See what? Damn, I should just give up. Okay, but we'll see. You hear that? You Maybe hear that? the last one. The last one's all or nothing. Maybe we should go double points for the yeah. last one. Ooh, the last you don't two. Don't want to do that. All right. Okay. District blank minus blank weddings and a funeral. Six. No. Five. Yeah. 
know what's really jacked up yeah. in my in my head? I was like, what comes before six? <laughs> six. <laughs> now you're doing that hard math. Dang it, I would have caught up. Go on. This is the last one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't even know. I've never heard this movie before, but let's see. Maybe you have. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Totes. Blank billboards outside ebbing misery. Oh, boy. Plus blank dresses. <laughs> I'm going 10. I'm going 10. You said I think it's seven dresses. Blank, blank dresses plus blank billboards outside ebbing misery. 10. Final answer. Blank I believe it's dresses. seven dresses. Back to my butterscotch cheese candy. I'm going six. <laughs> what is it? 30. What? 27 dresses? 27 dresses. What did I say? What did you said seven. Okay, well, I, I, like you had the eight on the other one. Holy crap. Man. You got it. You won. I did, but I'm not. It wasn't, very, it wasn't it. a very victorious uh, moment in my life. Holy cow. How could you? You part of this movie? 27 dresses, yes. Oh, because it doesn't have Katherine Heigl. Heigl. That's exactly why I have not seen this movie. I like you, Catherine Heigl, just in case you're listening. I, never I can't stand you. Mad at you. you never heard three billboards? Who's that? What's, What's her um Well, uh, Maya, if you refer back to episode... Uh, just kidding. <laughs> What's her name? Oh, I'm getting school See, right now. Uh, Matt and the actress's name. Dang. Okay, what genre? We had a... Uh, What's that? Movie. What genre? Yeah, we're, what decade? That would be it was this drama. year. It was this year. Woody Harrelson. It's got Sam Rockwell Sam Rockwell. and come on, man, their name's right there. Is it F? I have an F in her last name. I'm not sure. I know there's a letter in. I that. know she's on in Fargo, which was the where I first saw her. I, any other day, I'd be able to just rattle it off, but I can't do it right now. Are we done? We're done. See, Dan won today. I think we're going to have to have Miss Maya on again. Yes. Oh, Somehow. Yeah. I, maybe we should just find one more quiz before we uh, adjourn. Adjourn? No pressure, Maya. Okay, well, if Maya finds one, we're going to do another one tonight. Yes. And then we're going to uh, quiz her. But until then... I'm your host, Steve. And my... Uh, you know, I've been Dan, but, you know, every once in a while, we all are, right? And... The quiz master. The, the quiz, quiz master. Mistress. Quiz mistress Maya. Maya on fire. That's all right, oh, everybody. Let's go. Maya on fire. <gasps> there it is. Miss Maya on fire. Bye, guys. All right, so as you can see, Dan got super lucky. <laughs> That's what you can say what you will. Dude, say it, dude. whatever it takes to make you feel better, bro, about yourself. That's fine. But who was catching up at the end, though? If there was literally three more questions, who's catching up? You know, there's really no proof because there weren't three more questions. And all I know is I came out the victor. So we'll have to see next time. Oh, my God. When the Christmas strikes again. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much, Fire. I appreciate you, Miss Fire. You killed it, killed it, killed it. Uh, can't wait for you to pull up another one. It's going to be very, very enjoyable. We're going to have her on often, too. Hopefully, one of these days, we're going to be able to have a big old monster quiz fest so I can beat you, F- Maya on Fire. Um, Johnny Bucks, Mixie, so I could just get it all done at one time and destroy everybody so that there's no question about who's actually the quiz master. That would be kind of awesome just to do this big round table of just rotations of quizzes and things like that. Oh, that, oh, I didn't even think about it that way. Everyone bring their own quiz. 
Something. Oh, come on, See? Dan. You're, you're saying what I expect from the show this year. I don't know, but it's going to have more quizzes, more interviews. Just more, dude. Just more. The, come on, Dan. See, you know what? I think if we did that, that would be our most downloaded show. However, as of right now, as of this very second, what is our most downloaded show, Dan? That would be last week's episode 17 featuring Mr. Mixie and Johnny Buck. Unbelievable. I mean, by by a lot, from what I can tell. <laughs> a lot. Like, it really increased our listenership a lot. So, gentlemen, uh, I don't know what you're doing over there on the other side of the pond, but thank you very much because it's working. And not only that, speaking of you, gentlemen... You wonderful, amazing gentlemen. Mixie left us a voicemail. We're running out. We're running kind of short right now, but it was an awesome voicemail. I look forward to you guys hearing it. Uh, Mick, let me tell you something about Mick. You guys heard the man's voice last week. Um, Even if I was going to go the route of saying, we're going to play it in a few weeks, he probably would show up to my house with that voice and say, look here, sir. You're going to play my voicemail when I tell you to play my voicemail. So um, whenever you want it played is when it's going to be played, Mick. Just let me know when you uh, have the time to listen, sir. It's me God-given right, gentlemen. <laughs> I love Mick, man. I love I you, love Mick. I'm sorry. Mick. I, love, I didn't offend you love with the Love Johnny impression. Bucks, too. Love Johnny Bucks. But um, So anyway, look. Here's what I don't understand, ladies and gentlemen. How in the world Dan... Dan says he's a busy man. He has a, a beautiful family. Thanks, man. An awesome job. And nothing but busyness happening in his life. And so every week I'm like, hey, man, if you weren't able to watch anything, it's no problem. And then he comes with what you're about to hear. Your turn, Dan. There was there was more, but I just started thinking, like, you know, I had to weigh my options. Like, do I want to stay married? I should probably not watch quite as much TV, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you did it, dude. I really don't. I genuinely don't know how you watched this. It, it wasn't easy. Yet. It wasn't easy, but... And I had a, I cut a few things, but here we go. So, uh, yeah, what am I watching this week, Steve? I'm going to kind of go from bottom to top. I think that's better. I don't want to end on an ugly note, okay? So, so you're saying... Top, bottom to the top. Wait, how's it go? Top to the bottom to the top. No faking, cooking them seeds. How does that part go? I'm trying to do a show here, Steve. I'm trying to do a show right now, and you're fucking me all up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, next go. Skip Vanilla Ice. We ain't trying to think about you. You fucking pollute my presentation. My, my bad. I am so sorry. With Vanilla sorry. Ice. With Vanilla, a guy who got hung over a balcony by Suge Knight. Suge Knight wouldn't touch your boy. He wouldn't touch Steve, though. I'm joking, Suge. Go ahead. I smell a challenge, Suge. Nah. No, you do not. <laughs> I promise you, you do not. Leave him alone, Mr. Knight. I need a co-host. I need a co-host. <laughs> Leave him alone. He does not. He knows not what he says. Wait a minute. I have Mick. That's true. What are you talking about? Ooh, death match? No, we don't want anyone dying. We don't want anyone dying. I think Mick will take him, though. No, Mick will take him. There is no thinking. Mick will crush the life out of his body. Oh, I got Mick C. He did say that we had his protection. Didn't he? Last week he said it. Nick, Mick, we're going to hold you to it. I think I'm going to call out some other people later on. Get busy. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, Steve, I started watching. I watched a few things, and some of them mm. I kind of bailed on. At least one of them I bailed on. And I'm going to go ahead and start okay. with that right now. So, I've been listening. I was like debating on whether or not I wanted to put this in. I've actually heard a couple other podcasts, and, and I'm thinking, is it, has it been talked about enough? And quite honestly, in my opinion, yes, it has. But I'm going to go ahead, and since I watched it, I'll include it. And what I'm talking about is Mute on Netflix. 
Did you happen to catch any of that, sir? You know, I, I haven't caught it, but dude, I was so excited to watch. Cause you remember we're fresh off of, um, Oh, come on, Dan. With Alexander, which Skarsgård. Oh, big little lies. Yeah. We just were fresh off that talking about how great he is. And when I saw he was in this movie, I was like, Oh, I'm watching. Exactly. It. I cannot wait. Those are my exact thoughts. Yes. Not the case, though, Steve. <laughs> it's not the case. <laughs> I, I turned this on. I uh, started watching it last week, right when it came out. And I was excited, yeah. just like you. It looked cool. It had a very cool trailer. And I'm thinking, okay, it's got Skarsgård in it. We're in for a treat, right? And uh, what, what Mute is about, guys, is a mute bartender who... Uh, I'm slipping this part in. I'm reading the synopsis off of IMDb, but I'm going to put this in. He's for some reason, is Amish, which really does not contribute to this movie at all. But a mute bartender goes up against the city's gangsters in an effort to find out what happened to his missing partner. That's the movie. Uh, I cannot tell you how this movie ends because I just got bored out of my mind. I was sitting there going, "This, I, I need to like this, right? Like, I should give this movie a chance. I should pay attention to it and, and at least give my opinion on it. Or, or, you know, or not. I chose not. I just couldn't get into it. This movie is directed by Duncan Jones, and it's written by Michael Robert Johnson and also Duncan Jones. It stars Alex Skarsgård, Paul Rudd, Justin Thoreau, and a bunch of other people that I don't really care that much about in this particular instance, to be quite honest wow. with you, Steve. Yeah. You know, hey, listen, kudos for them for getting into this movie and putting it out. It is visually very attractive, like a very very visually stunning movie. It has, it's reminiscent of, you know, Blade Runner. And that's really kind of where it stops for me. I could not get into the story. I just, I just found it completely boring. I felt like it was going any, you know, it just wasn't going anywhere. I will say that I've heard a couple different reviews where they said that if you actually stuck with the movie, that there was a payoff at the end. But I just didn't, I didn't have it in me, man. I could not go through with it. So, guys, I don't know if you're agreeing with, with me on this one here, but I just, I'm going to have to pass on this one, guys. I, I don't recommend this movie. I'm pretty honest with my, you know, opinions, and this one I just cannot recommend to you. Uh, Paul Rudd couldn't save it. Justin Thoreau couldn't save it. It's just a bad, bad movie. If you disagree with me, though, please email me. Let me know what you think. But I just could not find any redeeming qualities about this movie. Oh, by the way, it is kind of a roundabout sequel to Moon. Have you seen Moon, Steve? Also directed by Duncan Moon. Jones. I thought Moon was so good. Right. But it's just, this one's not. <laughs> it's just not, bro. <laughs> Man. Yeah. He is torturing this I movie. think I've but beat I've this one to death torture. enough. But yeah, that's my honest opinion on it. I just could not get into this movie at all. I think that Netflix does need to work on the exclusives that they're getting, though. It seems like they're just kind of doing they're just doing this big grab of whatever's out there. And I think it's biting them in the ass a little bit. Just my opinion. Oh, I would agree with that. I mean, the thing is, I think uh, like someone made a point saying, hey, it's not about how good the movies are. It's about are you going to keep Netflix just to be in the conversation? Right. Are you willing to be? Out of the conversation that everyone's talking about, skip how good the movies are. You can't talk about Bright now. You're like, dang, I gotta see it, you know. So I think that I mean, when you're when you're purchasing so many movies, a lot of them are gonna be duds. But I'm shocked. Paul Rudd and Alexander Sarsgaard couldn't make this a killer. They couldn't though. do it, man. They really couldn't. I got a feeling that's that tough. I think more people will agree with me than not. But that's just my like gut feeling, you know. Nice. So pass on mute. Pass on mute. Pass it. Just okay. run. Run past it. Don't even look at it. Put some blinders on. <laughs> All right, so let's move let's move things up a little bit now. We're going to stick with Netflix quite a bit on this uh, particular show. The next thing up, Steve, is something I watched and I thoroughly enjoyed, and this is called The Mortified Guide. Have you seen this, sir? I haven't even heard of it. Have you heard of Mortified? Now, have you heard of Mortified Podcast? 
No. All right. So the Mortified Pod. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Go ahead. Is this the one? I don't know if it's. I might be wrong, but it's kind of like um, because I used to listen to a podcast where people would tell their embarrassing stories. Yes, you're on the right track. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah, I know about it. So this is based on the Mortified podcast. Uh, it's a great podcast, guys, if you haven't listened to this. And that is, in fact, what it is about, Steve. This particular show is about people in their adult life going back into their journals and their diaries and reading like the true feelings that they had at these early ages. It's fucking hilarious. I, I love it. Some of them are you know, better <laughs> than others, but it's just so, you know, like, I don't know. Did you ever do any like journal writing or anything like that? I'll, I will okay. be the first to tell you that I'm embarrassed about this and I don't have them anymore. Thank God they're somewhere. Uh, but I used to, I thought I dabbled in a little bit of like, I don't know if it's poetry or it was more like open poetry or whatever they call that oh, free form. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, I was emo, I guess, but I'm really glad that I don't have those. Cause those probably would be really good on the show. <laughs> I don't think I have the balls to actually release that information. I have, if, if someone ever picks up one of those old MS DOS printers, standalone, like, uh, uh, the dot matrix or, or huh? dot matrix printers. Yeah. Like, like, like word processors that were just standalone. Right. I had about three years of daily journals. We threw it away. It's gone. But there was three years of daily journals that I used to type on that thing. Oh man. I would give anything to hear those. I things. am so glad that's gone. Yeah, right. I'm so glad. You hid the evidence. <laughs> oh my gosh. People that I had crushes on. Oh my God. But yeah, I used to, I used to, but I heard it's very, it's a good thing to do now. They said I think so. Journal. I highly yeah. recommend people doing that because you can go back and see, you know, you can go back and see where your head was at a certain time and maybe exactly. you'll end up putting something together with the years in between of your, your current state. You know, I think it's a good thing. But the Mortified Guide, Steve, is basically, it's a six episode comedic docu-series where adults share okay. their actual teenage diaries, love letters, music, and art in front of total strangers. Uh, it goes oh, on tour. God. I really want to see this, by the way. And if I can find any tour dates for it, I will put it into the show notes. But nice. it ranges from just, you know, like, for instance, one of them is the Mortified Guide to Pop Culture. The other one is to Love and Sex. One's to Family. They're all different. They're all kind of, you know, themed that way. But it's great. And I really love listening to the podcast itself, but it was nice to see it come to life on, on Netflix, too. I highly recommend this show. If you've ever written in a journal and you've got some embarrassing things out there, then, you know, this is going to be the show for you. Super entertaining. And I'll just, because we have so much to cover, I'm going to stop there. But I give this one a huge thumbs up. Oh, wow. Nice. So that is, um, you said that's called The Mortified Guide and it's on Netflix free? That's correct. You Netflix? can get it for freezing nice. if you pay for the Netflix easy. Nice. What else you been watching, brother? Just for a second, I'm going to jump off of Netflix and do something that I've been meaning to talk about for like the last couple of weeks. And uh, I just kept forgetting because it's only 17 minutes long, Steve. And this is actually something that is not new. It came out in 1986. Whoa. But it is one of the best things that you're going to watch this week if you haven't seen this before. If you want to be entertained and you want to time travel, this is the fucking show to do it with. Uh, what I'm talking about is called Heavy Metal Parking Lot, you guys. And all it is, somebody had the brilliant idea to go into the parking lot of a Judas Priest concert. 1986, it was Judas Priest and Dokken for the people that care. I would have loved to have been at this show, but I got grounded. So it wasn't this particular show, but on that tour, I got grounded. I was doing some shit. I wasn't, sorry, Mom. You totally, totally uh, were in the right to ground me, but I'm a little pissed because I missed a good show. But what this is about, <laughs> it's just the party scene. It's 17 minutes of the party scene in a parking lot the night of this Judas Priest concert. What you see, Steve, you can't unsee, but in a good way. They are there. The, the the clothes that are worn, the shit that is said. These people are all hammered. Uh, I would 
probably guess to think there's a little meth going on just for a couple of people. The guy I'm talking about, there's a dude that's <laughs> yeah. singing Living After Midnight, okay? If you've never heard the song, it says it. He's Living After Midnight. You got to find that guy because I don't want to like, you know, I don't want any defamation things going on, but this dude was on something and it's so wonderful that he was because it's documented and it's, it's for you lovely people to check out. You can find this on YouTube. That's probably the quickest way to find it. You could purchase it if you wanted to on Amazon, but check it out on YouTube. I'll, I'll try to remember to put the notes in for that one too, or put the link in, but it is called heavy metal parking lot. And I'm telling you, it is the best shit you're going to see this week. Heavy metal. Parking it's lot. wonderful, dude. I'm telling you, it's, it's, the- how did you even come to this? What do you mean? Like, how did you find it? It's been out for a really long time. I was just, uh, what was I doing? I think I was just going down a rabbit hole one day. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, It was because, what reminded me this time anyway, is that we were talking about Metallica last week and the Cliff Burton. And I was just looking at old Cliff Burton bass solos and things like that. I sent one to you, by the way. I don't know if you watched it. But I just happened to stumble upon this again. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh... I just had to watch it. Every time it pops into my onto my radar, I've got to watch this damn thing because it's the best 17 minutes I spend every single time. I love it. It's it's hilarious. I don't even know if it's really meant to be hilarious, but it is. So guys, check this out. You will not regret it. Heavy Metal Parking Lot. And you can find it on YouTube. Nice. What else you got? All right. So getting back into the Netflix. Oh, man. I did watch a lot of Netflix this week. I watched something, Steve, and I think you may have heard of this one here. Are you familiar with Darren Brown's The Push? I am familiar with Darren Brown, and I've heard a little bit about The Push. Okay, so guys, <clears throat> I was trying to find like a former synopsis here. I couldn't even find it on IMDb, so I'm just going to tell you what this show is about. Basically, this is a reality show. It's one of those hidden camera shows where one person is oblivious to everything, and there's like 70, I think it's like 70 actors in this here that are all working to convince, the whole principle is, can these people convince you, can an everyday person be convinced to commit murder. And it's real. Like, it's 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 crazy, dude. That's crazy. It is nuts, you know? And I, we'll get into it. But, yeah, that's what it is. And they, I believe they have, like, four, four or five people. They follow one guy the entire time. And then they show what happens, you know, with the rest of them at the end of this thing. But it, And it's not a bad show. Um, I tweeted this out the other day. Is that I, I was just tripping on the fact that this show even exists. I don't know how I feel about it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not to say that it's a bad show because it really isn't a bad show, but it's the fact that of, of what they're doing. And there's a whole other factor that I thought about even after that is that, you know how like when they do these shows and someone's oblivious to it at the end, when they do the reveal, there's got to be something that they sign to release this. Right. Wouldn't you say? Totally. totally. These fucking yes. people are releasing these things. That's sure crazy. Are. So I'm not going to say who did what. Okay. But <laughs> I'm not going to say, but, but I will say that, quote unquote, a murder is committed. Like some people don't, some people do. I'll just give you that. But these people actually feel okay with releasing this. And to me, it would seem like if, if I, okay, let's just say that was me. And I gave the release for them to put this out. To me, I would feel like for the rest of my life, people are walking around going, oh, that's that motherfucker that tried to kill somebody. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, very true. They call very it the true. push because the idea is, you know, they, they, they set this thing up and they, they take it. It's like 60 minutes till the push you know, half an hour till the push and they just keep building and building and, fr- and getting these people to the point where it's, um, it's like, can you be, uh, I don't think submissive is the word that I'm looking for, but like they do it. For, uh, and I've seen this done before, but they do this one part where they, they bring one guy in 
and there's like two people in the room. It's like a picture, like a row of chairs that are just all right next to each other, all side by side. Okay. So okay. He, he goes in there and these two people are like writing something down on their clipboards. Whatever that is, is, is totally not important. And so they're watching them in from another room and they're like, ding. And when they hit ding, the two people that are already in the room stand up and then ding. And they sit back down again and they just keep doing this. And eventually what happens is the guy that they're bringing in that they're watching begins to do it too. So it's like a test to see. Yes. It's like a test to see, are, are these people compliant? Will they do these things mm-hmm. easily? And it's pretty amazing. that There's a few people that didn't do it, and they they got them out right away. But it's amazing to me how many people actually did. It's a thought-provoking show, to say the least, man. I do think it's worth a watch, but it was just a little bit disturbing to me. Actually, it was a lot disturbing to me on the back end that you do see these people... You know, I'm not saying who or in what scenario, but you do see these people actually get to the point where they fucking push somebody off of a building and knowingly. Wow. Yeah. They, they, you know, in their head, they've committed murder. And what's really trippy about it is to watch the look on their face after they do it. Like there's nothing there. Sometimes there is. But anyway, I don't really want to get into it. I don't want to blow too much about this show. Um, Like I said, I don't know how to feel about the push, but it is very much a compelling watch you know it's it got my curiosity and i watched it the moment as soon as i read what it was about and watched the little trailer that was on netflix i was done and i watched it and i recommend you do it too it's just it's a little trippy to see what we know what people can actually make us do and i'll leave it at that okay fair enough guys all right sticking with the netflix i watched another show that i found so entertaining i i sit i Honestly, Gail and I binged this whole thing just right just right from jump. We sat down and we did not get up until we were done with it. Loved this show. And it was something that I don't normally follow a lot, but it was more of a, like a documentary. It was called Ugly Delicious on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it stars David Chang. He's a chef. Uh, a couple other chefs were Peter Meehan. There's some, you know, some cameos in there too that were, I don't know about informative, but it's like, oh, I did not know that. So I guess that is a little bit informative. But Aziz Ansari shows up in it. Um, David Cho, if you're not familiar with David Cho, he's a street artist. He's, a, I think he's a DJ. He used to have a podcast with porn star Asa Akira. Don't ask me how I know that. And uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else was it? Uh, there's another someone. Oh, and Jimmy Kimmel shows up on there. But there's a lot of people that I didn't even recognize on it. So what Ugly Delicious is, it's... I say that David Chang is a star of this show here because he's featured all the way out, you know, through all of the episodes. And I think there's like eight episodes total. And this yeah. is David Chang's journey. He's a chef. He's famous. He's uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the restaurant. And I'm sorry, guys, but he has several different restaurants. Uh, he's he's very popular on Instagram. And what this is, is just this journey of him going to different places and trying out different foods. You know, like one episode is all about pizza. So they start off in, you know, New York. And they're going to all the different New York pie shops. And then they take that, they go to Naples and they compare those to New York pizza. Uh, he's a big fan because he grew up with it. He's our age. He was a big fan of Domino's. So he even throws Domino's in there just to get the full, you know, just a, just a roundabout opinion of what pizza really is to everyone else. And it sounds, trust me, I'm probably not going to make this sound as, a, as good as it really is, but it's just the way they do this here. It's the conversation. It's very raw. Uh, if you don't like profanity, there's some profanity in there, but it's nothing too bad. Just if you listen to the show, you're fine. Put it that way. If you listen to me, you're fine. If you say the word fuck, you're fine. That's really the bad thing about it there. If you, if you even consider profanity a bad thing, I personally don't, but um, that's one of the episodes. There's another episode that's just dedicated to like fried chicken. And I love fried chicken, Steve. I know you're not. I know. See, that's the thing. I was kind of wondering if you would be into this show because you are a vegetarian. There's really no vegetarian 
episodes. Is that something that like would, would that would that well, deter I still you from like watching to see it? See people eating. I like seeing people eat. Oh, okay. I just didn't know if it like yeah. grossed you out to watch people eating meat. One of them's uh, strictly about barbecue. Another one is all about. Uh, it's called fried rice, but it's just all about like Chinese dumplings and and uh, pasta, Italian pasta versus you know dumplings. It's not like an Iron Chef kind of show. It's really it's 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 hip. That's the best way I could put it. It's it's very entertaining. And you just get involved and you learn a lot about David Chang and all of his cohorts and all these di- Peter Meehan, all these different chefs from around the world that are putting their heads together and debating things. Uh, David Chang is somebody that likes to kind of argue and push buttons with people and question why they feel that way. And for some reason, he's really big on comparing everything to Chinese food. He's Korean, but he does that or Asian food, I should say. And the reason that he calls it ugly delicious, it's like his style of cooking. You know, he just wants it to taste good. Sometimes it's not. It's not going to look good, but it's going to taste amazing. You know what I mean? And he, he kind of came up with this term, ugly delicious. And uh, what's the catch? It says food is, a fo- food is a four-letter word. That'll tell you right there. There's a little bit of cussing going on. Um, super entertaining. I, I have watched Food Channel and all that, and I've sat and watched a little show here and there. But I did not even realize how good this show was until I looked up and I was like almost done binging the whole thing. I highly recommend this one, guys. That's It's, it, it's the best... Um, that's the best really like, you know, explanation I can give about it because I don't want to it's not really spoilers, but it, there's like an episode dedicated to tacos and I fucking love tacos. So I was in from the jump uh, shrimp and crawfish. Again, I'm into it. And it just it's not like a preparation show. It is just going around to different parts of the world, different parts of the country and seeing how these people do these things and how they bring, you know, like the, in the taco one there, there's. Any street food, street, uh, you know, like street truck, food truck, people that when you go to these things, you know, they're always doing things with fusion and they're always bringing like their culture into like an established food, like a taco or something like that. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's all things like that. It's just these people and how they put their own spin on things. And, and then he, he's trying them out. And I swear to you when I say this, dude, this show had my stomach growling like the entire time. I'm not saying that like, oh, it was a delicious show and it just made me hungry. No, this show fucking made me hungry. Like every single time there's this one part. I love dim sum, and I don't know if you've had that, but it's like they're like just a bunch of different dumplings. Yeah. And uh, there's this one part where I didn't know this exists, but I now I absolutely I absolutely have to try this. It was just they showed like like a this guy made like a stock, you know, like a soup stock, mm-hmm. chilled it out and made it like gelatinous, you know what I mean? And then yes, put the gelatinous cube into the dumpling and then steamed that bitch. So when you bit into it, Steve, it was soup and a dumpling. Come on, man. Oh, that does taste Dude, good. Dude, I'm telling you, man, I was like, we both, like, Gail and I both looked at each other at the same time. We're like, we got to go get some fucking dumplings. That's ridiculous. There was no place <laughs> to get dumplings at the time. It's brother, it's brother Dan is like, look at them dumplings, though. Yo, yo, yo look at them dumplings, though. <laughs> It's it's a hell, it's really it's a hell of a good show, and I think you guys will really like it. And, and I actually showed someone, at, um, uh, a friend, I, showed, I turned on to it yesterday the other night. I showed her the pizza episode. And uh, again, she was like hooked on it. So check it out. It, again, it starts David Chang, David Cho. Uh, I was talking about the, who's the street artist. That guy's hilarious. And they kind of have like a love-hate relationship. And it's really funny watching those two, you know, go at it. And, you know, they're, they're like walking the streets and trying out all these different things. David Chang's a much more of an introvert where David Cho is all about like, look at me. And just let me get attention on me. So the, the contrast between those two is really funny. Great show. I'm probably over-talking it. It is called Ugly Delicious, and you can also find that on Netflix. So check it out, everyone. Now, I got a question for you regarding Ugly Delicious. You got me interested. Sure. Um, do they... Okay, because I don't like... And it's fine to do it. I don't mind. But 
it annoys me when people are just like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is really good. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, I really liked it. I like it when people are like, this sucks. Like, that's the one thing Anthony Bourdain had where he would be like, oh, this is gross. But is it just a, oh, we just love no. everything we're trying on this show? No, it's not a love fest. There's really? there's a couple of times. Uh, there's one time in particular, and I, I think it was on the fried rice episode where David Cho goes, excuse me, not David Cho, David Chang goes to, I think he's in Japan. I mean, don't quote me. I watched it once all the way through in a, in a big binge. You know what I'm saying? But he yeah. does go to this like very pre- prestigious restaurant and he's being presented foods that he's never tried that are like way, way um, authentic. You know what I mean? Like to the, yes. to the local area, local yes. region. And uh, he, he's like, the chef is serving him this food and looking at him kind of like, what do you think? And he had to like spit something. I was like, please tell him I'm sorry. He's like, I just, and the lady had to say like, wow. she's like he's really apologetic for this, but he's not used to, you know, this, this food from this culture. Um, he doesn't mean to be disrespectful. So no, it is not that kind of a show. If they think it's shit, they're going to call wow. it shit. Particularly on the pizza episode. They were like not pulling punches on that. Because everyone's got like a different opinion about pizza. You know what I mean? But not Chang though. Chang's not going to. No, no, no. He is not like your, it's not a love fest. He's a real, that's what I think I liked about this show is that he's just a real dude. He's, he calls it like it is. Um, you know, it, it might even be debatable on whether he's a, a likable guy to some people because there are certain things in opinion. You know how like when someone has too many opinions, you may not care yes. to like associate with that person. Totally, I'm not saying totally. he's that kind of a guy, but he does put out those opinions out there. You could tell that, the, you know, because it's really what it comes down to, guys, is it's a bunch of food snobs, including David Chang. Even though he's, he mentions that he hates food snobs, he's totally a food snob. And it's just food snobs giving their opinions. And, you know, just like anything, just like geek stuff like we talk about or music or whatever, everyone has strong opinions about things that they love. So they go back and forth and they call it like it is. Totally watchable. Seriously, you'll like it a lot. Well, because um, I know like Chang, it, uh, I read that he he started Momofuku like in his mid-20s, dude. Momofuku, and now he has you. I could not think of the rip name. of him. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was trying to remember. Thank you. He has a very interesting voice. That's what I remember about him. Yeah, I don't know what it was about him, man, but he just he was just watchable. I just wanted to sit and listen to what he had to say and see the adventures that he went on. I call them adventures, but you know, he's just going to different parts of the world and trying out different foods. Uh, but it was just so entertaining. Such a great show. I haven't been into that like a food show like that for a really long time. So guys, again, my recommendations I feel are on point this week. Check out Ugly Delicious. I think you will like it a lot. Awesome. What else you got, brother? All right, so that's that's it. That's it so far with the you know with the Netflix. No more Netflix this week. Okay. And now I'm kind of going backwards again. I went to 1986, so I don't really feel bad about going back to 2017 because there's something that I've been putting off for quite a while for really no good reason. I really don't know why I have chose to put this movie on the back burner. That said, I went to check it out and I really really like this movie, bro. And the movie that I'm talking about, Jumanji of all things, Welcome to wow. the Jungle, dude. Great great movie i don't know i don't know if everyone's going to share my opinion on this one here but i will tell you that i was thoroughly entertained from beginning to end um i told gail as we were watching it she'd already seen it before and so she you know oh, cool she sat and watched it with me again she liked it that much this is the kind of movie where i feel like if i saw this movie at the age of like say 12 13 11 you know like in that area right the preteen that area yes yes um on the cusp of uh puberty if you will I think this is one of those that I would put up there with like, say, now, blasphemy, I understand, but just go with this for a second. I put this up there if I was at that age now 
with like movies like The Goonies or you know what I'm saying? Like those, it's those kid adventure movies or just, I can't even explain it. There was just something about this movie that brought me back to like an earlier time. Uh, Dwayne okay. Johnson's in it. Kevin Hart's in it. Jack Black is fucking hilarious in this movie. Karen Gillian's in it. Nick Jonas is in this movie and they all nail their parts really well. Uh, I thought it was going to be a little bit cheesy. You know, I kind of go back and forth with the rock. Sometimes I think he's great. Other times, not so much. I'm looking forward to, um, rampage, but I, I really don't know what we're going to get there. But then there's another one. What was that other movie? That was the disaster with San Andreas. That was, oh, that yeah, was a, yeah. that was a, a nutty turd of a movie. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, so that was I, yeah. Rough. So if I was going to base all of Dwayne Johnson's, excuse me, Dwayne Johnson's performance off of like, you know, that movie, I probably wouldn't watch Dwayne Johnson movies. That said, Jumanji is on fucking point. Uh, they managed, I was really wondering if they like, was it necessary to bring this movie back? You know what I mean? And then you start seeing the combination of Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, which has already been, it's happened a couple of times. So depending on how you look at it, it's almost like you're, uh, like, oh, that old that old chestnut? You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're doing that again? But then I started thinking about it, Steve, and I was like, okay, well, that's true. They are starting to come out in a lot of movies, and I can see them doing even more movies. You know what I mean? But it, but you can, anywhere that you can put these guys in, I'm sure they're going to plug them in. And yes. to some people, that might be a bad thing. But then I started thinking about it. And it's like, okay, well, this worked for Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor back in the day. They did true. You know, multiple movies together. You had the Ackroyd Chase they did things together. So there really isn't a reason why they shouldn't, you know, do that now. I think they're great together. I liked, uh, oh God, I just forgot the name of it. What was the one about the CIA? I can't think of it right now. Oh, Central Intelligence. Thank you. Central Intelligence. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I think they do just fine together. But Jack Black, uh, without getting into too many spoilers, plays uh, a teenage girl that's put into his body. And just what he does with that role, you know, acting like a teenage girl is hilarious. Karen Gillian is great. I didn't realize that she had the comedy chops that she has, but she does very well in this. And just the story in itself is great. I could watch this again. I will watch this again. I, I think I could probably watch this movie a few times and be completely cool with it and still praise it. So if you have not seen Jumanji yet, which I realize it's a little bit older movie, we're usually trying to stay on the new stuff. Um, I'm really glad that I watched it and I have no problem with bringing it back up again if it gets more people to watch this movie. I'm looking forward to a sequel and I really hope that they do that soon. And that's what I got to say about Jumanji, Steve. Nice. So go see Jumanji, ladies and gentlemen. And, oh, he's not done. Please continue, sir. I'm not done. But uh, the one that I wanted to talk about next, you also, did you see it? I didn't see it. I, I forgot that I had this finals. Guy. Uh, I, have mid, I had finals, so I, I've been doing nothing but studying. This guy, this guy, folks, I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see what he yes. has next. Well, I was really looking forward to talking with you about this one, but since you didn't, uh, we'll go ahead and I can handle this on my own. I have no yeah, problem totally. With yes. So I have been utilizing my my uh, movie pass like crazy, and mm-hmm. Gail has one now, and this is like our new thing. We got like date night all the time. This wasn't. Yes. This was date night, but we went to go see what everyone else has been talking about this week: game night. Starring Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Kyle Chandler, and a bunch of other people. And I got to tell you. The person that I love in this movie is Jesse Plemons, man. Jesse Plemons is making like a comeback these days. He was kind of gone for a little while, you know. Remember Breaking Bad? And then he came Well, after Friday Night Lights, he was a star. Like, I knew he was a star after Friday Night Lights. Like, for sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. I didn't actually watch that one. So my first, first, like, you know, 
anything with that guy was breaking bad. And that's why I was jokingly, I mean, I just kind of called him the poor man's Matt Damon because come on, let's face it. He does look like Matt Damon. But when he he jumped back onto my radar recently in Black Mirror, I love that episode that he's in. The Star Trek take one, fucking fantastic. He is awesome in this movie. He plays one of the most awkward people that you'll see ever. And it's like to the point of just being like straight creepy. But there's a reason for it. He ends up stealing the show in this movie. Jason Bateman is always is on point. Uh, Rachel McAdams is hilarious. Everyone in this movie is super, super solid. And I will say so far that this is the funniest movie that I've seen in a, in a very long time. I was laughing, wow. you know, like the belly kind of laugh. I was laughing that way loudly in this movie. We were both just dying. I had tears oh, in my eyes. Wow. Um, it's just like a perfect comedy. It's the best way I can put it. You know, it's like Jason Bateman. As well as Rachel McAdams in this movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. You've seen this combination of people in movies before, this formula, but they do it to a T. They're amazing. They're oblivious to everything that's going on around them. Uh, the premise of the movie basically is that they're a couple. They met at one of those, you know how like you go to uh, pubs and they have like quiz nights and things like that? Mm-hmm. That's where they met. You know, they were both like super, like crazy about games to the point where they're kind of annoying. And of course they find each other. So years later, once they're married and everything like that, they have game night at their house. I have had friends that, that are crazy like this here. And, and somehow these people managed to keep having people come over, you know, where I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. But they uh, that's they're, they're hosting game night and, you know, they, they have total control over it and everything. And uh, his brother, Jason Bateman's brother, who is played by you're speaking of Friday Night Light, Steve. So I'm going to go ahead and bring up a name that you're going to know right away. Kyle Chandler. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, bro. Yeah. I will watch anything with Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler's great. And he's he's awesome in this movie. And he is the brother that Jason Bateman has always been jealous of. You know what I mean? He's everything that Jason Bateman's not. He's that guy. But he's also obnoxious. So, you, you know, again, you've seen this kind of a role in a movie before, but it's just done so well. And uh, he, he wants to take over game night and he wants to kick it up a notch. What ends up happening is there's a something else which I won't go into that uh, basically changes the course of the of the movie, but it also changes the course of game night. It's a mistaken identity kind of thing. Wackiness ensues, and they go on this adventure. And there are just some of the funniest damn scenes in this movie, and some of the funniest lines. Um, I'm telling you, like I've seen in a really long time. I I really could just sit and talk about this movie. This is one of those movies I would actually like to break down, but I don't want to do that because this. You know, comedy, you you need that timing. And if someone, you know, like cues you in and you know it's coming, it's not going to be as good. So I'm going to stop right there. But I will say, and I did this on purpose. I, I did this one last in my reviews of the week because I really feel this is the one that of everything that I've said, this is the one that you need to go see. You will not be disappointed with this movie. I am going to check it out again. Game night. It's also, guys, don't leave because there's a great thing after, you know, like the 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 trendy after credits that they do now. There is a great one. Okay. There's a great oh, one. And a stinger? It, yeah, there's a great one. And it tells, okay. it gives you more insight to one of the characters. I'll just say that. Oh, I'm all over it. I'm going to watch this movie. Yeah, I give this movie. I mean, you know what? The thing is, dude, we have yet to come up with a solid rating system. Because like earlier, I'm like a thumbs up. And then sometimes I give it a five or, you know, whatever. Um, call it whatever you want. Five out of five, ten out of ten, thumbs up, whatever. Fantastic fucking movie. And the high, the most entertaining movie that I've seen in 2018. So check it out. Nice. So that's it for me, man. That's that's everything I watched this whoa, week. What? I actually watched a couple other that's things, it? but I just didn't feel that they were worth. Yeah, I actually went to the movies one more time. I don't really have anything to say about this one. Um, it wasn't for me, and ah, you know what? I'm not even gonna get into it. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. That is it for okay. me, Steve. What do you got? 
Now, this first, okay, first I'm, I'm going to say something about, uh, the first thing I watched was from Netflix, and I got to say the, I got to say that um, the only reason I'm mentioning this first is because my girl Regina King is in this, and anything that Regina King is in, I have to mention first, because she's amazing. She really it's is. It's called Seven, oh, dude, she's, it's called Seven Seconds. It's on Netflix. It's, um, it's about a murder, something happens, and then the course of a person dealing with the death of their family member and trying to get justice for the family member when every all the odds are against them. But then there's also these other people's lives that are circling this death. When they canceled American Crime, I needed something that fit the bill. And it turns out this is exactly, and it had Regina King in it also. So it's just such a good show, man. I love it. I'm only four episodes in, but I love the fact that everyone in this show, I hate, like, there'll be people that you hate, then you see their home life, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, they I make you feel now. a certain way about people. Yes, I get it now. We've all been in that situation. But, um, so yeah, check it out. Seven seconds. I don't want to ruin anything for you guys. So that's number, and the only reason I said it is because Regina King, she's just the baddest. And I've loved her ever since um, Poetic Justice and Boys in the Hood, man. Friday. Oh, Friday. Jay, come on. <laughs> she was great Friday. I, I, you know what? You're come right. I, I, I tend to forget how many movies that she's actually been in, but she is a freaking superstar. Like she hasn't, I don't think she's got her, her due yet. What do you think? No one's ever going to give love the way that they should give love. But people that know, know. Like she's the type that when she's walking down in through the mall, people look at her and be like, oh, I see you. And she's, you know, right. they're going to respect her. They're like, uh-huh, we know how dope you are. So, yeah, she, I love Regina King. She's amazing. So, check it out. Seven Regina King Netflix. is actually, but Regina King is actually one of those stars where if I did see, like you're saying in that scenario, walking in the mall, I would like, I don't know. I think I might creepily follow her for a little while just to see what oh, she geez. does in real life. I would I think totally, she's great, I would totally ask for an autograph and a picture. I would be the creepo. Be like, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I think need I would. Yeah, I think I hand. would too, man. I need to document been, this awesome moment. She's so just. Oh, anyway, anyway, she's a great actress. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, Seven seconds, everyone, check it out. The uh, and it's not about my sex life. Um, so <laughs> that would be the, six uh, seconds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he comes in with the slam dunk. Zing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm being nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one isn't in the list but i gotta get you to watch this movie the next movie i watched was a little movie by the name of wind river have you heard of this movie i have heard of it man but i have not had a chance to watch it yet dude you've gotta watch this movie it's so freaking good man that's why i was like why didn't anyone talk i watched it i was like after the movie ended i said that was freaking great. Making sure that I'm talking about the same one you are. This is the the uh, Jeremy Renner one, right? Yes, sir. It's a Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner vehicle and Elizabeth Olsen vehicle. That's right. It is so good, dude. And they have some quotables in here that you're going to be like, dang, gone. I, I won't ruin it, but there's a part where um, someone wants revenge and they said, I'm going to go do something. And they asked someone, said, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm a hunter. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hunt. 
a person. It's just so freaking. I'm like, dude, get them. You're going to be rooting for the people to get who did this terrible act. It's about a murder, a devastating murder of an innocent woman, an innocent girl almost. And you're like, I want, I don't, these are one of those movies where you don't want, you want justice. You don't want them brought to justice. You want justice. And brother, do they get it. So is Jeremy Renner, is he, I mean, I'm just picturing what, uh, what I know about the movie and what you've told me, but is he like a bounty hunter or something like that? What he is, is um, they live on a reservation and um, he's a person that go, you know, like say um, livestock is getting killed. He's the person that's tasked to go out, hunt whatever is killing the livestock and kill that thing. Like where there be coyotes, mountain lions, all that stuff. That's what he does. He knows how to track something. But Elizabeth Olsen, being that local um, local law enforcement can't deal with anything on Native American land. So you have to call in the FBI So when there's a murder. So she's on there. She doesn't know the terrain. Jeremy Renner does. And so while everybody's looking for these random clues and stuff, Jeremy Renner's like, the clue is in, like, in the land. You track the, you track the land and you will find your killer's. So it's about them trying to find a killer when, you know, most of, uh, if anything, you know what they're up against because most of the world doesn't care what happens on this Native American land. They don't, they don't, and a matter of fact, there's a quote at the end. It's a statistic they give when the movie closes. They just don't do. America just doesn't care when people go missing on, on the, uh, reservations. And so they're like, we're going to get you justice. Oh, it's so good, dude. I've heard so many good things about this movie. And it's, again, I mean, I'm not comparing this one to the one I was talking about, but like Jumanji, for whatever reason, yes. I just kept yes. putting it off. But I think I'm going to have uh-huh. to check it out now, man, because if my boy's telling me that this is good oh, and dude. everyone else is telling me this is good, then you guys can't be wrong. So I'm going to check it out for sure. Well, I'm a child lately also. It's like everything hits me in the heart. And so when someone, like hypothetically, when someone's talking about how they lost their daughter or their child, oh my, and they do a good job at, Jeremy Winter ain't no joke. Like he can act, act. We forget that because he's Hawkeye. That dude yeah, can act. I, You know what? I'm guilty of that, man. I tend to like, I think that might be what it is, is I'm not a big Hawkeye fan, and I do yes. tend to be like, eh. But I do also tend to forget about movies like Hurt Locker. And he yes, killed he it in that movie. Act, exactly. And in this one, he is showing his acting prowess. Him and, and Elizabeth Olsen, man. Let me tell you something. She does, I mean, I don't understand what happened. I think it was released during a time. that Last year was a beast of a year for mu- movies, dude. Yeah. That was a beast when you're going up against things like Get Out, like Shape of Water, like, you know, uh, 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 even lesser, even lesser films were really good last year. And so, but this kind of got lost in the weeds, but everyone check it out. It's on Netflix for free. If you have Netflix, uh, Wind River, Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen, please check it out. No joke. I may have uh, to peep that one tonight. It's so good, dude. There's a part. Oh my God, dude. There's a part where they're talking about how this woman died. Because, you know, by the autopsy. Right. And you're just like, oh, just kill them all. Kill them. I don't want anybody in prison. (laughs) I don't want any of these people in prison. Go out there and just kill them all. It makes you feel that way. 
and they got you to the point that you're rooting for, and it's a shame because, you know, technically you should want someone brought to justice, right? In handcuffs. That would be the, but, uh, you know, optimum way, yeah. But dude, in this situation, the way they did this, you're just like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. And I don't even believe in the death penalty. <laughs> I was just like, go get them. So yes, please watch Ren River. How can I not with that kind of recommendation? Oh, it's good. You're going to, well, it's right up your alley. Like this is your sort of movie. Like you like, did you like the, um, uh, hunted with, uh, um, with, um, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, who's the Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio del Toro. I did. I liked it. It's not one of my favorites, but I did like that movie. Yeah. This one is not that, but it takes place in that sort of setting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where you could just hide bodies everywhere, but you just chose the wrong person to try to hide from because he knows the land. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, yeah. And so uh, it's just really cool. And it's it's an interesting, you also see the kind of bitterness between, uh, you know, the FBI agent comes in as a white woman and the Native Americans are there and she comes in in this normal jacket where they're like, you know, it's freezing here. She's like, yeah, I didn't have time to pack. And they're like, I'm from Vegas. And they're kind of like, ooh, Vegas. And, um, you know, she comes in and starts questioning everybody and da, 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 da. I'm just trying to help you guys out. And they're like, you know, it's funny. And they kind of make, you know, talk about, you know, it's interesting when you say that you're going to try to help us out. That never really works out well. So it's an interesting, there's a clash because this is really the only person that can help you, but you don't have a great track record. So they know they need help, but they're not sure they want it. Exactly. They're like, well, we'd rather take care of it now here. But even, you know, Jeremy Renner lives on this reservation and he's like, look, you know, they have the arms that can reach further than our reservation can. Um, but, you know, it's really good. You're going to like it. Um, I'm on it. So dude. that's when that's Wind River. Uh, the next thing I, I watched is two episodes of Alter Carbon. I'm sorry about everybody that loves this show to death. <laughs> I dug it. I thought it was fine, but I have not gone back. I'm going to put that up there with mute. I'm just letting you know right now. I watched, I tried to, I'm not going to steal your uh, thunder here, bro, but I just want to let you know that about, I think it came out three weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, maybe even a month ago. And I immediately jumped on it and I immediately jumped off. I just, I couldn't get back into it. It's another one of those ones I hear is a slow burn. And if you stick with it, it's going to get better. I don't have the time. So I'm out. No, no. And it's like, here's what, here's what I say. Altered carbon is it's, a door that leads to another door. And they're like, yeah, but watch this door. Open another door. Yeah, but what's behind door number four? And they open another door. And you're just watching that on screen. You're like, okay, something's coming though. And you're just like, how many doors do I got to watch? Like, what? when is something going to occur? I don't even understand what I'm watching at this point. Some people like it. Great. I More power to you. It did not click with me. Did not click with me. So that's altered. Now, this one, that's Alter Carbon on Netflix. If you like it, check it out. Tell me what you think. If you liked it, let me know that maybe the third episode is just the amazing, groundbreaking, uh, awesome episode that I've been missing. Let me know. But I wasn't digging it. I feel bad about saying this, but I don't really find Joel Kinnaman to be a super strong actor. He was good in The Killing, though. I just He's just never really hit me right. I did not care for the Robocop reboot, but I think that's more I, for nostalgic purposes 
I like my RoboCop the way it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, well, did you like did you like the Dread? Not him, but the Dread remake. Was that a nostalgic thing where you didn't like it because of the nostalgia, or were you like, I liked that, I just didn't like RoboCop? I prefer the Dread remake over this. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. Huh? So you, if he did it right, you would have liked it. I think so. I just I don't know what it was about him. I just it just. There was nothing, even, oh, I will say that that was a visually stunning, like, from what I've seen of it, because I got about as far as you did, and I thought the yeah. visuals were great. Again, oh, reminiscent, again reminiscent of Blade Runner, I thought. Yes. But, you know, and some people even said, maybe I didn't get to that point yet, because I did hear comparisons to, like, steampunk and things like that. Personally, I didn't see that from what I've watched of it. Um, I got the gist of what was going on. Uh, one of the yes. things that I thought that was disturbing was how, and I don't think this is really spoilers because it is, if it is, it's just for like the first episode, but how they're, I, um, it's been a while now, but I remember, what are they calling the the uh, the body? Sleeves. 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 Thank you very much. Yeah. Sleeves. And then what were they calling souls? Was it just souls? I forgot. Well, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting choice of how they were going about obtaining new sleeves and giving them to people. For instance, there's that one with a seven-year-old girl. Oh, And I'll leave man. it at that. But that was yeah. really disturbing. So I'm like, okay, this this is something that I think I can watch. And, yes. and again, Steve, maybe you know, maybe you share a different opinion. I think you do. Uh, maybe it it gets better. I just didn't really want to invest any more time into it. And maybe that's just exactly. on me. Exactly. No, that's me too. And the, I was definitely down with what you were talking about. Like when they started talking about class issues, where they're like, oh, um, what happens when a rich person dies? The person's like, rich people can't be bothered with things like death. They just live forever. Now, y'all, y'all got to die. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. But now it's in some murder mystery thing. And, um, you know, he could fight real well. If you like really cool fighting, that's probably fun. There is good action. Uh, yeah, have fun. And and you, if they said that this thing costs whatever million dollars to make, it's on the screen. You can see every million dollar on that screen. They put it on there. So, I mean, if you like, a lot of people like it. But a lot of people also say they weren't. I mean, it's a split down the middle, man. And I'm on the other side. I don't. I just didn't buy it. I was. It's nothing that I even went back for. I'm with you, brother. And there was one thing yeah. that I did find pretty interesting. I just remembered it as you're talking right now, and it's that one scene for those that have seen it, where it has to do with uh, the the head guy. What was his name? Kovacs or something like that. Yes. Yes. When Kovacs goes into, it's like a hotel that is no longer that inhabited cool. by humans. Yes, that was. Cool. And that whole shootout scene was that amazing. Was dope. And yes, that's why I'm like, okay, yeah. It was one of the, It was the one point where I'm like, okay, I'm back in. And then it just proceeded to kind of go back to the the speed that kept me out of it. So yeah. And know. then they do some weird thing where I'm like, oh, dude's not even real. Like I didn't like that. I'm like, okay, then what is this then? Yeah. And so I'm just like, I'm not trying to have no mystery. I'm not watching and and maybe it's not. I'm just giving. But in my brain, like I didn't like Lost. I don't want to be constantly trying to figure out what the hell. Yes, going on. I don't want that. And maybe some people love that. Yeah. I don't want that. I want to be like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens about this thing that I understand right now. Can't wait. I don't want to be like, can't wait to see us round corner number two, even though I don't quite know what's happening right now. No, that's not that's not my thing. I don't I don't really like that. So Alter Carbon, who knows? Maybe one day I go back to it and I was like, dang, I was crazy. But as of right now, I'm cool. Yeah, I think we are like totally in agreement with each other. Although I did like Lost and I enjoyed it for a while toward, until the end where it just got too much. Yeah, dude, They, I, I didn't even, I started the first one. I was like, yeah, I know where this is going. And I just happened to be correct. 
I just happened to be correct about them not going anywhere and then making it up. I guess it taught people don't make up a show as it goes. Have an arc and know where it ends. Know how you're going to end a show. You hear that, Star Wars makers? Listen to that shit. <laughs> like, it was funny because I heard, it, I think it was on the Totally Rad show back in the day. He's like, what they did was, it's a magic place where magic things happen. The end. I was like, yeah, that's not good enough. Enjoy. It's true. He's just like, yeah, they're like, it's a magic place where magic things happen. Suck it up. I'm like, well, people were looking for answers, you know? Yeah, no, I, it. it was uh, the biggest case of of video blue balls, I think, ever. That that last episode. I'm like, Dude, that's people it. People huh? were pissed. That's it. That's people what I invested all this pissed. time in for, huh? Well, double yeah, fuck I'm, you, JJ Abrams. It's, I know, right? Yeah, he didn't really get touched by that. It was the writers that got touched. Yeah, I know. He I, didn't get he is above the fray on that kind of stuff. Well, he is JJ like, Abrams. I mean, he does a he lot of great for, for as many corny things as he does, he does a lot of great things too. Totally. Um, so the next thing I watched, and you're going to laugh at this, but I saw that there was a, you know, I knew there was a Cabin Fever re- remake. Now, what I did not know was that it's pretty much a scene for scene remake. Yeah, it <laughs> like, makes you wonder why, right? I don't know why they did this, but I'm going to shock you yet again. It was fun. You it liked was it, perfectly huh? fine. If, if you liked cabin fever you're gonna like this would you compare it to like the remake of say the evil dead because evil dead was pretty close too yes yes but not nearly as good as that That one not nearly that was that was disturbing i'm gonna piss somebody off but i think it might be a little better to be honest with you (laughs) it was really dude it was and the thing about evil dead what i loved about evil dead was that they literally said oh no 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 you don't get it we're gonna be jump scaring every three minutes we don't care that you think jump scares are corny. We are going to jumpscare.com. We're going to open up an underground thing and it's going to be black and something's going to jump at you. The end. And so every time I watch that movie, I jump still at everything. I Come went on, we I went to the, what do you want to call it? Let's just call it the haunted house that was established for Evil Dead at Hollywood Horror yeah. Nights. Oh man, that shit was legit scary. It was no, it was course. so awesome. Yeah, it was so awesome. A couple it's of us bailed movie. out, but I, I went through with it because I'm you know it's all fake, of course. But it, there's jump scare galore in that thing, and it was so much fun. I, I wish I could go back but, right now. That's what Evil did. Like my son hates jump scares, which I get. I, he hates scary movies and jump scares. He hates worse. Um, I think that they lost the fun of scary movies. We've lost that. Where it's like. No, no, no. If you're like, oh, it's just, you know, you hear critics say, it was just a bunch of cliche jump scares. Yeah, that's what a scary movie is. So you're saying, oh, they're just trying to scare us. Yes, they are. That's what you're supposed to do in a scary movie. Evil Dead was funny. It was fun, but it was legit scary. You know what I'm saying? It was a legit scary. There was a lot of spooky stuff that happened. Like that whole ballerina dancing girl in the outside. That, yeah. That was, that's crazy. Even though it's claymation, it is disturbing, dude. Oh, make Where no mistake. Head falls off and stuff. When I was a kid, that movie freaked me out. Like it, 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 still it definitely. I still get spooked. Yeah, it definitely gives me the creeps just watching that. And I know what you mean about how it's just you know you lose that, you lose a little bit of the the uh, the horror because it is claymation. It does look dated. But if that was really going on, if you're able to like suspend disbelief dude. and picture what that would really look like, oh yeah, that's that's scary. 
if only that happened that night, if that was the only thing that happened, <laughs> that would be too much. That thing, that would be enough. I'd be like, I am done with this section of America. Yeah. Because I saw that one thing out the window. But including, and the thing, the one thing I love, I know we're going on a tangent, but the thing I love about Evil Dead is they use so many practical effects. They actually had puppets. So it made it look like there was an actual weight to these freaky things. And I'm like, man, that is just, and you know what's also dope is that they set up that cabin. It was in a, um, it was in a, a school auditorium, a gymnasium. Oh yeah? Yeah, how crazy is that? That's saving some budget. That's a budget thing right there, I'm sure, right? That is a budget thing. If I'm not mistaken, we'll double check that. If I'm wrong, I'll come back next week. But from my music, my, my movie knowledge, I believe that that cabin was set up in a, a auditorium, a school auditorium. He just knows how to set, gee, Sam Raimi, gee, you better not, you better ask somebody. That dude knows how to set up a, um, he can do that and Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? That's how dope he is. You know, so I love, I love that. I think he did drag me to hell too, right? Hey, Steve, give me just a second. I got a plane flying yeah. over. And it's like really loud. No, that's me. Both of us, because we live in Fresno. <laughs> but, oh, Jesus. But it's, it's, right. it's over why, my neck of the woods right now. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't why? Mean <laughs> why didn't that click? Sorry, Mr. Yeah, Sorry, Mr. Smarty. But yeah, that's both of us. Holy piss. There we go. That is hilarious. Yeah, sorry, guys. But I had to mute that yeah. one just for a second because it was like. That, is, that was a loud plane. It was uh, rumbling my ears. So I'm sorry, yeah. Steve. You were saying? Yo, um, so Cabin Fever. Um, if you like the first Cabin Fever, yeah, you're going to like this one. Um, you're going to think it's fine. It's not Obviously, it's not as good as the first Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever is a really good movie. The, this one is, the ending was different. I like how they put a twist on the ending. There was the really, remember in Cabin Fever where they had to kill that girl that was in the cabin? She's like, just kill me. Because yes. she had gotten ripped. Yeah. Oh, no, that killing is bad. <laughs> that killing is horrific, dude. On this one. So would you say that the practical effects in this one are much more on point than the last one? Yes, totally. So there's and like good know, and bad. Yes. There's good and bad with this yes, one. As there totally. is with any I, remake, really. Totally. I think it's one of those things where Cabin Fever is one of those where it's going to be mostly practical because of what you're dealing with. It's a practical effect effects thing, you know? And right. I think that it's, I think that that's what I loved about the last one. And if you like, you're going to like this one. It's not going to be terrible. Now, the next movie I watched is a different story. <laughs> I uh, was looking at the notes, and I've already heard some things, so please do tell. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am a Jeepers Creepers fan. I think the idea of Jeepers Creepers is so cool. This thing that comes out every 23 or whatever years eats and then dip dives, duck dodge, and dives. <laughs> you know, the five Ds. And he gets away. The second one I like too. First one is one of those ones where I could just watch the whole thing over and over again, even though there's not much of him in it or it right. in it. The second one though, with the school bus, is the one for me. Because what do you do? What do you do? You are in a field and nowhere near anywhere you can hide. And this thing is no. Gee, there is a scene in the first one where they show him running through the field and he's in slow motion. He throws that star thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the dopest scenes. I thought that was so well shot. That's such a good movie. You, oh, my God. What a movie. Now, then same guy, same director. I think he lost his way. 
Because this one didn't suck unless you watched the other Jeepers Creepers and knows how good. Now, mind you, here's what he always nails. There's always going to be a scene of that creature that gives you like, ooh, yeah, that would be weird. There's always going to be a scene of him where you're just like, oh, there it is. That's the guy. Because just the mask, the outfit, the bigness of him is enough to get you through. Because that creature's, the idea of that creature is pretty crazy. You know, but the interesting thing of this one is one of the cops remembers this thing. Like there's a part where he's like, oh, I remember him and he remembers me. And oh, I was like, oh it's an eye contact thing, huh? Yes. He's like, I remember him. And they're like, oh, you remember him? He's like, yeah. And he remembers me. And what we don't know is he rigs his, like, there, I'm not going to ruin it because I, hey, y'all probably going to watch it. There's a, they find his truck. So they're trying to get his truck. And they're like, if we get his, in the beginning, the uh, guy that knows him is like, do not take that truck anywhere. He needs that thing. If we have it, don't let it go until I get on scene. But then the, 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 this truck is like shooting out spears randomly. It like has its own self, like his, its own self-protection thing, which I didn't know. And I was like, well, that's cool. And then it goes other things like, oh, and that's cool. And then all of a sudden it hits the point and you're going to, if you watch it, you're going to see the point where it happens and it just starts going downhill. It's like all this stuff happens and he's just like, it's almost like the director said, oh, then we could do this and then we could do that and then we could do this. And he tries to put it all in one movie. Guys, it's Jeepers Creepers, just more Jeepers Creepers. Exactly. Bingo. That's what he did. He's like, what about this person? And then that person has this issue with her family member. And then that one sees ghosts. And I'm like, wait, what movie are we watching? I it should think, just be this thing. I always think that that's like the beginning of nails in the coffin when they do that with movies. I mean, you totally. okay? For instance, now I don't know if this movie's going to be good or bad, but say, um, what's coming out, Dan? Get your brain back on point. Stranger sequel is coming out, and to me, I love the Strangers. I thought that if you could take yourself, oh, I didn't if know you were, that. If you were in that scenario, oh, dude. Dude, it's one of the scariest things ever. You know <laughs> oh my what I mean? God. It's just crazy. With the bags over their heads, I'll be like, what yeah, it's all is bad news. This? It's all bad yes. news. Now, I'm not saying that this movie doesn't look interesting, and I definitely will go check it out. But to me, that's how it seems already, just off of the trailer. It's like, you know, totally. it's, it's the strangers. But check it out. It's more strangers, more you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and that's where it's that's, like, yes. and these strangers are now doing these things and they're cracking jokes yes. and shit. And they weren't cracking jokes, but you get my point. Uh, yes. Just like much, totally. uh, what was the other one that was like that too? Um, come on. I apologize, folks, but my brain is just, uh, I was jumping to something that I wasn't planning on talking about and now I want to talk about it. The, oh my God, once a year, The Purge. Thank you very much. That's what it is. Thanks, Dan, for that. Oh yeah, dude. The Purge, yeah, they're gonna, Yes. And then Freaking. I saw the sequel to The Purge. Oh, dude. And it's bad. It's bad. It's just more part. You know what I mean? It's again, it's just more. It. And it's like, guys, you, you're on to something. Just choose a different scenario, but keep the same principle. And it could still be equally scary. Like there's a totally. bunch of shit that's going on, going down on one night. That's just in that little neck of the woods, you know, but what's going on with the rest of the world, you know, or the rest Thank of the you. country. So there's definitely things that they could have done to make that one better. So I get what you're saying. If you, if you overdo it, it just goes out the window and you're, you just want to bail on it. So, as, as busy as I am, I think I'm going to stay away from Jeepers Creepers based on your recommendation. Yeah, I would. Here's what I will say for sure, though. You're going to like it more than I do. Why is and that? And I only say that because you're going to watch it passively. I sat down 
with the expectation of watching this. You're going to be at work and you'll turn it on. You'll, and then it'll go off. You'll be like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. That's on Netflix, you know right? Yes. You're going to be like, oh, no, no, no. It's on on demand. It's like, it was like on a, a wait, it is on Netflix. I thought so. It is on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I thought so. You're going to watch it passively and you're going to say, it's perfectly fine. Because now he has a red shirt. And I thought, oh, he has a red shirt. But you know what, G? <laughs> that red shirt does make him look different. <laughs> when he's up on a window, like trying to get in, I'm like, oh, that red shirt definitely sets it off, though. Who's the G- who's the guy that came up with that one in the writing room? But guys, what if we give him a red shirt? Oh, exactly. now we got a hit on our hands. And everybody's like, whatever. And then when they see it in the makeup chair, they're like, hey, yo, dude, accidentally. Because uh, there's a scene, dude where he gets his truck and the truck like the truck goes to him and he jumps on top of it and he passes the people that had the truck and just looks down at him and he's standing on top of the truck going off into the dark and i'm like holy (laughs) that's a good shot so the director knows how to do things but it's just because i would want a jeepers creeper for if they make jeepers creepers 85 I'm watching every single one of them because this is my thing. I love horror movies and I love Jeepers Creepers. I totally get That's it. That's one of those horror movies. That's how I, I was with really Friday liked. the 13th. You know, they weren't totally. great. They weren't great. A lot of them weren't, but I watched every single one of them. That was um, a tradition. None of them were horrible. Like when people say that they're horrible, I have never seen a horrible Friday the 13th. Bruh, Jason X is one of the worst movies ever. You talk about when he had like, when he was in space. Jason in space. That wasn't bad. It's Jason in space. Agree to disagree, bro. I did not like that movie. And you know what it was? It was 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 in that time frame where they were starting to do with sequels. Uh, It happened a lot with Freddy Krueger as well, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, where there was like too many puns and things like that afterwards. Like, you know, it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger status puns. I, I remember one time... In that movie, they uh, she pushes Jason. Spoilers, it's been out forever. She pushes Jason. Someone pushes Jason off this ledge, and he like twists down into this like corkscrew thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I think she says something like, "Oh, you're screwed now." You know, it was that kind of shit that it's I just funny. I bail. No, no, it's not. Steve. You don't like the Freddy Krueger that when he's like, uh, no. What did he say? What did he say <laughs> when she? Uh, Oh, welcome to prime time. That's dope. I was like, yeah, baby. I just, now, hey, you know what? That's not for me. But if you like it, then I'm not taking away from it. But I, that's but, that's something that I don't like in movies. I like it to be scary. I don't like my scary to be comedic. You know what I mean? So you don't you don't like Freddy at all? I like I liked the first two, and then after that, I just wasn't into. I, oh no, no, hold on. I think Dream I, Warriors. Yes, was Dream great, Warriors. Exactly. Dude. Dream Warriors was a great movie, and then after that, that I bailed was good. Out. Like, for me, Freddy was one of the scariest thing I'd ever seen other than Michael Jackson's Thriller because I was younger. But um, when Freddy was... The idea of Freddy is so unique because you're like, you could close your... There was a part... There was one of those times in the school where she was frustrated and just put her head down like, oh, my goodness. And she apparently went to sleep in that time. And I was like... They're always tired in these movies. Yes, in school. And so there's a part, obviously, where... You hear him scraping his nails across the pipes and stuff. I'm like, man, that would be freaking terrifying. That would be freaking terrifying. So I, I dug Freddy a lot. Again, I dug Jason. I dug, uh, I, I wasn't a big Michael Myers person. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, for you, if you watch Jeepers Creepers, get mad at Jeepers Creepers, you're going to watch it and you're going to like it more than me because you have no intent on watching it. You're going to be like, it was fine. It was fine. 
Can I throw for a random sure. question out at you on the same subject? Go for it. What were your thoughts on Leatherface? Um, or Pinhead, Leatherface, for that matter. Pinhead, I never saw a Hellraiser. Oh, okay. Never saw a Hellraiser. Leatherface, I thought was... Um, he was more, as silly as it sounds, he was a more a sympathetic person because of what his situation was. Right. He was in a crazy family. He was in a nutso He's family. He's a victim of so, circumstance, yeah, that one. Yes, you're going to be that guy. That's who you're going to be, G. That's what happens. You're it's be a problem. Yes. <laughs> That's, yes. And uh, also, the uh, do you know a uh, weird fact? At the end, remember when he's chasing that uh, car? Yes, and he's just like raising the chainsaw up in yes. the air and spinning around. That was a real chainsaw. He fell, and the chainsaw almost hit him. Well, that's smart so I was filmmaking. Like, why did you guys use? Yes, I was like, why did you guys use a real? That could have been all types of terrible. But yeah, uh, odd fact, you almost got uh, hit with that chainsaw at the end of that. They're movie like, you know, Steve, you're right. Afterthought, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, my bad. I guess they couldn't see the chains moving on film. No, we couldn't. Like when, when I go to Halloween Horror Nights and they have those chainsaws that they come and touch you with, they seem real to me. Yeah, still scary. I, it's still scary, G. I would be still lying man, if I said that I didn't have that thought. Like. Okay, what if this dude is crazy? Just, just what if? This would be the perfect time. Yeah, this would be it. This would be the like, dude. If you go up to someone, chop their hand off. I'm gonna be like, that's an effective uh, makeup effect. Good job. And he's still rolling around like he's in pain. <laughs> I would not think it was real. That would be the t- gee. What a movie that would be, where you just start killing people during horror nights, and everybody thinks it's a joke. That's not a bad. Hey, you know what? Maybe we need to get out the script and start to. Working on this one. What that if we made a horror sh- movie, Steve? Why the hell not? We could call it Holla Real Horror Nights. Or not. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or not, you know? We could do that or something else. <laughs> you know, let's tell you what. Go ahead and put on the whiteboard. <laughs> We're going to workshop it. We're going to workshop it. And we'll just put it there. We'll give you a gold star next to it, buddy. You try. You, you try. That was the perfect response. <laughs> it seems like you actually thought about it for a second. <laughs> You're like, no. It was like, oh, shit, it's coming work. out of my mouth and I can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so freaking funny, dude. That, But, I mean, there. Ha- you think there's a movie like that somewhere, though, probably? I think that there's a movie waiting to be made. I think it's, it could totally work. You know what I mean? Why not Spitball? We could write this. We've seen enough Gee. horror movies to know what's up. Hell yeah. And the thing is, dude, here's at Halloween Horror Nights, uh, for people who haven't been to Halloween Horror Nights, it's, a, it's an evening event at um, Universal Studios, and I'm sure they do it in Florida probably. They do. Um, yeah, okay. So you have to pay for it's. That's the one day you have to pay for um, Universal Studios separately. So if you go during the day, they kick you out at six because of Halloween Horror Nights. The makeup effects on this freaking night has gone, number one, it sells out now. Like, back in the day, we were able to get tickets, no problem. Now, it's a sellout event. Yeah, everyone's hip like, to it now. Everyone's hip to it now. It's, it's over with. Like, you have to get front of the line pass, but the makeup and the houses you go into, the detail they put in these houses, it's just, I couldn't, I couldn't, because it, Everyone's thinking, oh, because when I say it, they're like, oh, I've been to Not Scary Farm, so I kind of know. I'm like, no, you don't. You do not know. Get out of here with your Not Scary Farm. Exactly. Or they'll say, oh, no, 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 I went to my local haunted house. Yeah, we have a crazy one. I'm You're like, talking you guys about just don't know. You that. don't know what I'm talking. 
Yeah, I'm like, y'all don't know until you go. And then you leave saying, oh, there were places I would not go in that park. There were houses that certainly, like, when every time I go, a friend will be like, nah, I'm cool with yeah, that Yeah, same one. thing with me. Yeah, they're like, I'm good with that. Like the clown one, some people just be like, uh-uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, that's fair because it's a little too much for them. There's a reason they have exits throughout the houses. Exits and an ambulance on staff ready to rock and roll. Hey, dude. Gee, this is no joke. You know what? This is just me thinking, sorry. Um, I really, We always say this every year. We, for the last couple of years, have not been able to make it. I really think now with this show, we need to go. We have to go. We have to Two go. Hollywood Horror Nights and then just podcast right afterwards. Totally. And tell, and let, it's going to be a late night, but we have to let people know. Hey, because it's unbeknownst to us. Do you know this is like a thing? It made it onto like, a, uh, what was it? The History Channel's Best Scares was like number one. Like, really? this is a thing. Hollywood Horror Nights is a thing now. It, but obviously, because you'll see on Twitter, everyone's there. Like, if you're not there, what were you doing? Yeah, and it's like, it's now a star studded event. Totally. They have like, like a, you're going to see like some premiere night and you just see every star that's yep. in Hollywood out there checking it out. It's a big thing. Oh, and also everybody from, uh, I know they don't do face off anymore, I don't think, but every year they had a face off. Uh, they had the face off uh, house where everyone right. that competed in face off would, you know, yeah, they'd have their stuff there. I only went in there because I watched face off. Like I was always watching. I it. So when I went in there, I was, it was so good. So when I went in there, I was like, oh, it's dude's thing. This is so good. I wish he won, whatever. So, um, yeah, but anyway, we yeah, we're going to go. But that's it. Uh, that's all I watched. The rest of the stuff is old or I have nothing to say about it. Uh, we were going to talk about Marvel Civil War, but everyone, I didn't know this was like a, I'm, I'm the worst. This is an old comic book. So yeah, it's great. Duh. It's a great comic <laughs> book. Duh. Apparently no one is, is I, I was telling a friend at work, I'm like, gee, Civil War. And he just smiled and walked. He's like, don't talk to me, Jay. You're cute. You're just, you're, yeah, you're, you're just reading Civil War right now. And I'm not even done with the whole series. But, but you know what, man, though, man? What There's people out there that haven't read it. There's someone listening right now that has not read that. So if you had something to say about it and you don't, and they may only know Civil War from, you know, the Marvel movies, well, which then, is not yeah, Civil you, War, as you know. So, well, yeah, you, then you've kind of seen it then. You sort of see what's happening, but it's way um, better. Way better. They go into detail, and now you see why both sides did what they did. Like, you know, Stark just wants the mutants to have some sort of rule. Like, we need rule. He thinks we need rules. Captain America is like, this is literally what we're going up against. We don't want to do that. If we, if, we, if we sign on and say we want rules, we want to be tagged, we want IDs, we are now saying we're pretty much hired hitmen for the government. That's what we are. Yep. They're saying, okay, go out and get this person. We got to do it. Right now, we're actually doing what we think is right. Well, Stark is like, no, we should, the government would not have us do that. Stark, is a, he's, a, he's a company man. I mean, who gave him his millions, technically? The government. So um, it's very interesting who goes, who switches sides, who goes from one side to another. You know, they try to do these tricks on each other, but, you know, they both know how each other works. So when they're like, aha, I have a spy, and all of a sudden Captain America will be like, oh, you mean her? Yeah, we knew that. You know, you're like, oh, neither one of them could get over on each other. You just can't. They know each other too well. They're both very smart. But the one thing, in my opinion, Captain America has that I just didn't, I knew this guy was a danger. But the Punisher's a problem, dog. 
he can get in anywhere, hack into anything, and kill anybody. I mean, superhero or not. He's a <laughs> death machine, G. He is a stone-cold death machine. Punisher's so vicious. Oh, dude. Like, if someone's getting shot for no reason, like, if Captain America's trying to talk to someone and all of a sudden you see their head explode, you know who did it because they're like, why are we talking? Why are you talking? We need to get up out of here. We're done. No more talking. I'm like, dude just shoots first and later thinks about it. He's like, yeah, this is what we're doing. So, yeah, check out Civil War. It's pretty, it's fun. I, I still have, um, shoot, I have like, I think I have like seven more to go. So I have a lot more to go. I'm going to go over to Heroes and uh, pick some more of those up. I really enjoyed it. And uh, obviously I read, um, you know, I'm still reading Vam- uh, uh, American Vampire, which is amazing. You've had a pretty busy week, man, in comparison to some of the other weeks. You've been getting down this week. Good for you. Jay, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. But um, My man, Steve. I'm trying. But this brings us to this wonderful section that we call news to you. Well, maybe we shouldn't call it news to you. Do about, we call it that? <laughs> we start maybe we should it. call it no news is now. How about... Um, How about news? This just, this just in. This just in. You want to call it the... Oh, but if your name was Justin, it would have been even better. Oh, my God. You Damn. with your puns this week. <laughs> <laughs> what could, what rhymes with Dan? No, it's cool. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to no, figure something out. You I'm work that up for yourself, man. I'm going to go with the weekend news. How's that? All right. I got it. The Daily Danit. No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you don't like that? I No, no offense. I love you, man, but no. I'm cool with it. <laughs> that is dope. <laughs> Maybe I'll call me, color me boring, but I'm just good with weekend news, guys. I don't know. Gee, hey, here's a thought, like though. Here's a thought, Steve. Seriously, yes. on that note, because if you really do want to call it something, let's turn it over to the listeners. You know, you guys hear like oh, our weekly segments. Idea. Is there something that you would suggest a name for? Is there something that you want us to review for that matter? Email, man. Let us know what's going on and give us ideas. I'm open to them. Doesn't mean we're going to use them, but we might. Wouldn't you think? We might, especially if they're on the level of Daily Danit, at least have it that good. Like if they're that, if they're if they're better than that one, I'm willing to listen is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Gee, that's a dope one. It's your name. You know, I'd say no. I'm gonna go that's ahead and say dope because no. instead of, no, see here, you didn't catch it. Instead of Planet. I know, I'm with you. <laughs> your name I got you, buddy. is Dan, so it's Danit. You know, I, I hear, I, it's, okay. it's like Planet, but with my name. I get you. Yes, yeah. now you're there with me. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Look at, look cool. at me. I'm looking at cool, you. Cool, see cool. me? Cool. I appreciate now that. Now look yes, me I in the do. eyes. Yes. No. <laughs> Read my lips. No. <laughs> Damn, he's shooting down my ideas today, G. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's not. Hey, it's a. This is a fifty-fifty thing. So I'm willing to put it up for debate. Here's the thing. I bet you the listeners are going to come up with something that I'm going to read and be like, "Dang, how didn't I think about that? How didn't I get that?" I'll tell you what, guys. Seriously. Do you like the Daily Dan- <laughs> I can't even say it, dude. I can't even say it. I don't like the Daily Danit. Do you that guys so like that? Funny. that so funny, uh, if you do, God. please write it and let us know. Make Steve feel better. That I so I I'm and funny. I love you, man, and I'm listening to lots of your ideas. I'm gonna have the to shoot Daily this one down. Danit. That is so funny. To hear you say it, it's so Okay. Run it by the Queen <laughs> and see what she thinks. I already know what she's going to say, but sure. Okay, I will. She's going to laugh. She's going to love it. 
the daily data, but you got to break it down. Be like, instead of. Oh, like don't, planet, don't put the cynicism on it in my tone. No, you have to say, because otherwise she'd be like, what's that? If she's not familiar with Superman or wait, is it Superman or Spider-Man? Superman. Okay. 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 Huh. That's a really good name of a newspaper, actually. The Daily Planet's a great That's name. That's actually genius. That's the a Daily Danit. darn good name. Not so much. <laughs> Daily Danit is on it. Watch, watch. You'll see. All right, we'll see. see. People we'll are going to start People are gonna start tweeting, being like, we like Daily Danit. You know, there's a couple things Especially. that I actually want to turn over to the listeners here. What, Steve, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we're still a growing show. We're still in the infancy phase. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I know it's been 18 weeks that we have behind us here, but that's still pretty small compared to a lot of these shows. We're not even in triple digits yet. So, but that said, I think we should start thinking about what we would like to call our listeners, especially our hardcore listeners. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, we, what do we call them? Mm. I don't know if today's the day to suggest anything, Steve. I'm just saying. <laughs> because, you know, you may not want to suggest anything today. I mean, I'm just going with what you've been doing today. May not be the day to suggest Why can't it. they? No, today I'm not on a roll. You know today I'm, I'm not on a roll. I love you, man. I'm just saying, though. But, I, oh, I got it. Come on. All right, here we go. I hear the laugh. (laughs) Here, okay, we are heroes of noise, right? Uh Why don't we call them our honeys? Okay, so like I was saying, not today. (laughs) Not today. Because I don't want to call, yeah, no, not today. But guys, (laughs) the honeys. What the exact fuck are you talking about, Steve? H-O-N. I'm one, with you. Our honey. Completely with you. I was I was there before you were. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> That's dope, I think, man. I've been killing okay. it today. All right, so listeners, what do we what do we have to work with here? I want to know your please, please, please humor me, guys. Please. At least, okay, like the ones that do ride in, like Johnny, like Mick, Emmy, you know what I mean? Melissa. Uh you the the, the solids here. Please. Give me some opinions. Please talk this man out of these things. And 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 do you have suggestions? Because I would like to know. I would like to be able to go, hey, let's turn it over to the... Honeys. Not the honeys, is what I'm saying. So, so something like that. <laughs> you can work there and that. Just stay out of that lane. No! You know how, like, when you're driving down the street, you're like, I'm hungry, man. I should stop off at something. And you see, like, you know, you're, there's McDonald's. And you look and you're like, eh, no, not McDonald's. That's how I feel yes. about the honeys, is what I'm saying. You really... Okay, you know what's funny? I just thought of something. What's that? Okay, the honeys. this is such a tangent, but we got to figure out how we spell the honeys. Is it H-O-N-E-Y-S or H-O-N-I-E-S? <laughs> I'm just letting you know that even if we took a vote and, and the listeners are like, that is the name. That's what we want to be called. I don't know how this is going to happen, but if they were to say that hypothetically, I would still be in protest of the honeys. Are you, but it's so, they're like, oh, yeah, that, you know what though? If, if, yeah, that is weird. What the fuck are it we, are we, uh, thing. we some R&B band or some shit? What's up to all the honeys yeah, out there? What's up with all the honeys? Look at you. This, this one's going out to the honeys. <laughs> yeah. This one's just for the honey. No. Then we can put that R&B music behind their emails. <laughs> Dear Dan and Steve. This is from the honeys. This one's oh, from the honeys. we have a whole thing now. No, we don't. We really don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're I feel bad. Right. I feel bad. I feel like I'm being a dictator right now. No, but I, actually, I just, no. It's, it's actually hilarious. I don't know, man. I can't. We gotta it. figure. What would we gotta? Uh, I think they're gonna come up with amazing names. Like I was thinking of something, you know, like you know, I was even like a play on like the Justice League, or because it's you know heroes, or or that um, would be dope. 
I don't know. I, I really have been racking my brain trying to think about it. We don't need to get there just yet. I think we need to stay away from things like army or, or you know, the things that are they're used already. You know what I'm saying? We need to come up with something like, uh, uh, even like, what's his name? Like Ralph Garman. He's got the Garmy. It's, it's done is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? We need to do something that's not army related. Yeah, the he's Garmy, got the Garmy. Huh? The Garmy, what is yeah. What does Kevin Smith have? There's a few podcasts that have the, the army. Does Kevin Smith have anything? No. Nope. Just Kevin Smith. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. He had a week. Oh, we are. Oh, yeah. so, yeah, to get through that, before we go, Tendai, we actually have a few things to hit with with news, so I'm going to hurry up and speed up. But um, before we go any further, there's a big big night tonight. It's a pretty big night to all the entertainment people, and that's the Oscars. There's only, what, five? uh, No, I'm not going to lie. You know, there's about five... um, decisions that I'm very interested in tonight. Five categories. Me too. I'm, I'm not, not into the whole thing, but there are some that nope. I'm really rooting for. And we're going to put our flag in the sand on each of our respective choices for these five categories. This and see fun. who came out the most right. All right, let's do it. All right. Best picture. What are you taking? Okay, we've got Call Me By Your Name. Yes. Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dunkirk. Yes. Get Out. Lady mm-hmm. Bird. Phantom Thread. That's a lot, man. Uh, the Post, The Shape mm-hmm. of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Now, you can tell I'm, me who should win and who you think is going to win. Okay, I'll tell you who I think is going to win, and I'm not happy about it. But I just got a feeling they're going to throw this one to Call Me By Your Name. I can't make a good call on this movie because I did not watch it. I've heard people rave about it, but I've heard a lot of people say, eh. And I just have a feeling to me it's going to be that way. I've never had any interest to see this movie. And to me, it always seems like those are the ones that win. You know what I mean? The ones that I just have no desire to see. I could see it going to Call Me By Your Name. I could see it going to something like Phantom Thread. Now, what do what I think should get it? Yes. My personal opinion, I think it's a toss-up right now. My personal opinion is uh, either Get Out or The Shape of Water. Those are the two that I would really like to see win. And quite honestly, I think I'd rather see The Shape of Water win because that is the movie that hit me the hardest, that hit me the most of last year. Loved that movie. Okay. Uh, I could watch it over and over again. That's my call. But it would be really, really awesome to see Get Out get it. Okay, now, I'm going for the win. So I'm going to tell you, I think Get Out should win. But if I'm going to get okay. my numbers right, I'm going to go on a ledge, G. I think they're going to give it to Get Out. That would be awesome. It really would be awesome. I think they might do it tonight. Yeah, if Get Out wins over The Shape of Water, which is, again, my personal choice, I am completely cool for that. I am stoked. Uh, and I think it's totally it's totally just that they get that. Totally. I just but, think like the Oscars tend to do things a little weird sometimes. And I just feel like it's going to go oh, to like, they do. Call Me By Your Name or something like that. Oh, yes. It, it, Dunkirk. is That was meant for Best Picture. That's why you make that movie. Right. That's for sure. All right. For lead actor, so he's going, Dan's going Shape of Water, I'm going Get Out. Um, lead actor, Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, and Denzel for Roman J. Israel. Ooh, that's a tough one, man. See, here's the thing. Daniel Kaluuya, his... He was like so... And I'm not knocking this, by the way, when I say it, so please don't take it like I'm going that way. Yo, for sure. He had, a, he, had a, he had a very monotone feel. The entire yes. way through Get Out, but the the emotions on his face and the scenarios that he was going through, going yes. you know through, 
and the script itself were so phenomenal that I kind of feel like it should go to him. I'm going to tell you right now, I want him to win. But I think it's going to go to Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Hmm. Now, so you're going, you're putting your stake in the sand for Gary Oldman. Yeah, I could be wrong. I probably am. I'm going Daniel Day on this. Oh, shit. I completely I, it, forgot about Daniel Day. You know, you're going to have, may I change? I'm so sorry. Oh, please. No, it's for, Daniel no Day doubt, Lewis, no dude. It's yeah, Daniel Day Lewis. Not only is it Daniel Day Lewis, but it's, I believe it's his last role. So he said, right? Like he's not so making any says. more movies according to, so he says. So he says. I, you know what? I completely forgot. I think you're right. I think 100% is going to be Daniel Day Lewis. All right. We're both going Daniel Day for um, lead actor. Yep. For lead actress, we have Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, Francis McDormand, Three Billboards, which you loved, Outside Ebbing, Missouri, yeah. Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, uh, I don't know how to say her name, G. I think it's Sorce. Is it Sorce? Sorce Ronan. Sorce Ronan. I think so, yeah. That's what I'd go with. For, for Lady Bird and Meryl Streep for The Post, who are you going for? Okay, first of all, let me say one thing, because I do owe this woman, not that she's listening, but I do owe an apology because I loved her so much in this movie. And when we were on point, when we were like on the spot and we were doing that quiz the other day, I com- we both forgot her name. Yes. We could not think of Frances McDormand. Oh, Frances so McDormand. My apologies, yes. Frances, even though you will not hear this. Now, let me get to this here. Uh, we got Sally, you already named him, Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water. I mean, I loved her in this movie. But. Yes, you did. I feel very strongly about this, that this movie needs to go to Frances McDormand. I think out of all wow. the actresses that were up this, this time around, uh, I did not see Meryl Streep in the post, and Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep. We got to give her that. But if, if I had my way, I want to see Frances McDormand. In fact, I'm telling you right now, flag in the sand, Frances McDormand for the win. Both on what I want and what I think is going to happen. I'm going Sally Hawkins. That would be amazing too. She did fantastic and she deserves it just as much as Frances McDormand. It's just that there are two different types of characters. You know what I'm saying? And I just really, there was just something about the, the how jaded Frances McDormand was and just her performance in, in general in that movie. I think she should win. That's what I'm going with. But you're going Sally, huh? Yes, sir. All right, there it is. Yes, sir. All right, so for supporting actor, we have William Defoe, Willem Dafoe, for the Florida Project, which I have not seen. Woody Harrelson and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. What you got? I am going with... I'm going to start off with who I think will win. Okay. And I think it's going to be the same again. I'm looking right here. That's why I'm pausing here. It's my Eng- my American pause... I'm just saying that for those who will throw back, will throw back for yes. you. Uh, I, I'm going to have to say that I think it's going to go to, and I also think it's who I want it to be, uh, Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. If I had my wish, Sam Rockwell should get that. Woody Harrelson was excellent in it too, yeah. but he did, wasn't in enough. I have not seen Christopher Plummer's work in All the Money in the World, and I did not care for the Florida Project. That's just me. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Sam Rockwell for this one. Same here, Sam Rockwell. Nice. I think he takes it. Yeah, he was excellent in that movie. Now, supporting actress, Miss Mary J. Blige from Mudbound, which I haven't seen, unfortunately. Allison Janney with uh, I, Tanya. We could stop Leslie there, M- by the way. <laughs> oh, word? You think she, You think this for sure? I, I'm sorry. I'm just, I apologize. Go on. Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread, Lori Metcalf, Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer, Shape of Water, who you got? Octavia Spencer's another amazing actress, and she's, she's excellent in everything she does, but... 
Allison, Janney, and I, Tanya. Dude, she, she was so good. She murdered, murdered the screen whenever she was on. So and if good. they don't give it to Allison, Janney, I'm going to be pissed. I really think she deserves this role, for sure. She deserves the so win. So good. I'm going with her, too. All right. So we got, yeah. Um, so now for director. Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan, Get Out, Jordan Peele, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, and The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. That This is going to be the one. This is going to be a hard one, dude. This is going to be the difficult one for me, man. And I think that you're you you're uh, focused on two of these, correct? Yes. Yeah, me the same too. What I safe to say, Get Out and The Shape of Water. Oh, yes. Jordan dude. Peele made such an impact oh, with Get Out. It was such dude. a big movie. For five mil. Yes, such a big movie. He did so much with so little. But then oh. you have Guillermo del Toro. Oh, I know. That made the most oh. beautiful movie I've seen in a decade. Just so beautiful. So I mean, beautiful. it's just. It's that good, guys. If you have not seen The Shape of Water, you are doing yourself a disservice. So, good. so goddamn good. Um, I'm going to have to go with Guillermo on this one, dude. I, I really am I rooting know. for Jordan Peele. And again, if he gets it, amazing. I'm going to be stoked for yes. him. But I really think that when it comes down to it, you have to make that call. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're yes, hiring totally. two people. You're trying to hire two people and they're both excellent. You've got to make that totally. call. I'm going to have to give it to Guillermo. To I'll Guillermo. give it to Jordan. Both of which, if either one of them win... I am totally happy. Agreed. If neither wins, ugh, robbery. Gee, what are we talking about here? Robbery, dude. What are we talking about here? I kind of feel but, like um, Greta Gerwig's going to be up in there too a little G, bit. And G no, you know, and and Dunkirk was pretty fucking amazing if you saw it on the big screen. So, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, but I'm really thinking it's got to be Shape of Water. I think it's got to be Guillermo, man. It, I it's either one of those. I'm going Jordan. Hopefully I win. Okay. There it is. I am going to do one more because I'm interested in what your thoughts are. Okay. Best original screenplay. We have The Big Sick, Emily B. Gordon and Camille Nanjiani, Get Out, Jordan Peele, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro, and Vanessa Taylor, and three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Martin McDonough. Who do you think is going to take that, dude? I think I'm going to have to give this one. one dude. Yeah, it is, dude. It is because now you've got you've got Kunal Nanjiani involved. That was um, a good movie, dude. So good. That was a really good movie. Such a great movie. Wow, this is a hard one. Uh, <laughs> I know, Doug. You know what? Honestly, and I'm going again off of impact, I'm yeah. going to have to give it to Get Out. I'm going to have to give it to Jordan Peele on this one. See, this makes it would make sense if this wins and then Guillermo wins uh, director. That would make sense. They've got to share the love somehow. Like I feel yeah. like to, for me to, to for me to walk something. away from the Oscars happy, they're gonna have to share the love a little bit. Oh, totally. And I think they will. I'm going now. Here's the thing. Like you said, man, they throw curveballs, and again, this is the one where if three win, I'm happy. If Get Out wins, I'm happy. Shape of Water wins, I'm happy. Big Sick wins, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Because, man, I loved Vix. I mean, I fell in love with that movie. It was so good. I thought it was adorable. It was adorable. It was funny and sad and oh. joyous. And it was everything. That movie was everything, you know? So, wow, what a fucking year last year, right? What a year for movies. Dude, I'm telling you. And I, I, I saw Big Sick not too long ago. I was impressed. But seeing him try to win back his girl, at, oh, I can't even say anything because it ruins it. But the what the extents he goes to get the woman he wants. Oh my God, I'd never do that. It's but. a beautiful story, man. <laughs> yes, 
it was a gorgeous story. It was really funny, especially the stand-up comedy. He's a great stand-up comedian. Yeah, he he's really a is. really good. He's really funny. He's great in um, uh, Silicon Valley. I loved him in Silicon Valley. You know, um, it's just really good stuff. So I'm very. We're gonna see if Dan because we only disagreed on two. So we're gonna see um, who who wins. Sounds like a plan. All right. What else you got? What news you got, brother? Well, man, I thought for the show that we'd end it on a good note. Uh, could have been very bad, could have been disastrous, but it looks like everything's going to work out for the better. And what I'm talking about is our man and inspiration for podcasting and entertainment, Kevin Smith, had a major heart attack. Oy. Big news. Yes. Big news. And uh, yeah, we almost lost him, man. Oy. It was pretty crazy how it went down. He was doing a show. He was actually doing a double show. He was recording for some special, and I'm not exactly sure what the special was, but he was supposed to do one hour and what ended up happening was he ended up doing two. So after the second hour, he goes back into his dressing room and he begins to sweat profusely, which I guess is something that he does normally. He says Ooh. he was he's a massive sweater. Um, he actually had an interview with Ralph Garman on the Ralph Report, which is a Patreon podcast. You have to pay for it, but it's great. Uh, side note, check it out. It's really good. But um, on Friday, he did the first part of the interview, two-hour interview, and he gave Ralph Garman the exclusive. So this is where this is where I got this information from. I have yet to hear the second half because we're not there yet. Monday. Anyway, after the show, he went into his dressing room and he had, like I said, he was sweating profusely. Uh, he was feeling nauseous and he thought that he just maybe had gotten hold of some bad milk or something yes. like that. But that wasn't the case. He tried to relax. He told, he called his assistant in and asked his assistant to like blow dry him off, which I guess is like one of her duties because he does sweat profusely and that wasn't working. He asked everyone to leave the room just so he can kind of get himself together, you know, maybe find a quiet, happy place that he could like calm down and get over this thing. And obviously it didn't, you know, stop. He said he began to feel some pressure on his on his chest, but not like you would expect. Not like they say, you know, he didn't feel any jaw pain. He didn't feel any yep. arm pain, anything like that. He just started to feel some pressure. And what this was coming from once all was said and done is that he actually had his uh Left anterior descending artery, or LAD, also what they call the Widowmaker, had 100% blockage. Like, that is no fucking joke, dude. That's that's death right there. He was so close to death. And he, the thing is, dude, he almost died because of his insecurities. What? So, I didn't know this about Kevin Smith, but, you know, I guess he talks about this all the time, and somehow I missed this one. And it looks like uh, Kevin is under the impression that he has a very small dick. <laughs> That's the truth. That's what, it, you know, that's what he says. So oh people were trying to cut his clothes God. off of him. You know, the paramedics were trying to do so to help him and, and save him. And he wasn't letting anyone do it because he didn't want anybody to see his little dick. Wow. He was, this is what he told Ralph anyway. Uh, there was, it got to the point where like he had to like, you know, this guy comes in. He's like, hey, listen, I got to shave your groin. Uh, we're going to do an angioplasty on you where they, you know, put a line that goes up your artery and into your heart. And then it's like a metal spring. The metal spring opens up, opens up the artery, and you got blood flow again. But he wasn't going to let this guy take his under his underwear off. And the guy's like, you know, in the best way possible, because you can't say these things. Of course, you don't want the guy to get stressed out again. But he's like, you know you're going to die, right? I have to do this for you. Kevin wouldn't budge, wouldn't take his jersey off, wouldn't take his underwear off, and finally agreed to basically just move. I guess they had to shave both sides. So... 
he he would pull his underwear to one side while they shaved and then to the other side while he shaved. They would not take his, you know, his underwear off. I think they finally got him off. A, do- a doctor walked into the room. He's like, you know, I don't have time for this shit. Just cut his clothes off. So against his will, you know, he like cut his clothes off and they got him some medication and they, they kind of, you know, sedated him a little bit. Apparently he was like awake for the whole procedure and he'd be talking to the doctor. He'd go in and out and, you know, hey, so how are we doing, doc? How are we doing? And the guy's like, yeah, we're not quite done yet. You know, just try to relax. And he'd probably give him a little bit more, you know, medication and he'd, he'd go back to sleep. Um, I'm happy to report, Steve, that Kevin is alive and well. And like I said, he did the podcast with Ralph Garman. He's already doing other podcasts. And I think he's going to get back to work really soon. And I got to tell you, man, this is something that was going to hit me pretty hard. And I got to tell you, man, this is something that would hit me really hard if he died. Uh, Kevin Smith, you know, say what you want about his movies. But he was my, really my first inspiration for podcasting. I don't think that we would be where we are in podcasting if it wasn't for him. I know everything's come a long way. There's lots of innovative people out there. But Kevin Smith played a huge part in this. And I love Smodcast. And I love Babylon. I love all that. And I'm just so happy that this man is still with us. So I realize that he's probably not going to hear this. There's a very, you know, a slim to none chance that uh, Kevin Smith's going to hear this. However... Kevin, if you're listening, I just want to let you know that you are a huge inspiration to myself, and I'm t- I'm speaking for Steve, also an inspiration to Steve. We are so glad that you're still with us. Do what you can. I know that genetics are a bitch, and you know you're gonna have to work with this for the rest of your life. But we wish you well. We're glad that you're still on Earth with us, and uh, we would love to get you on the show one day. God, that would be great, wouldn't it? Oh, dude. We. I mean, the thing is, I mean, that would be awesome. And he's he would be the, he would be one to get on and. Like for real folks, take care of your bodies as much as you can. I mean, man, see if you don't feel well, I know. I mean, for those with health insurance, do it for those without. It's easy for me to say, go do it. It's easy for me to say it. I don't know what, but for I'm talking specifically to those that really don't need to do anything in order to go. Just get your checkups. Just get your checkups. Do that thing. We almost lost. I mean, I think for me, Kevin Smith is huge only because he showed me that with nothing, he show, he's one of the ones. I've learned it from many, but he's one of the ones that were in my age bracket, sort of, that showed me that if you want it, you can get it. He, I mean, he did, he maxed out all of his credit cards to do clerks. And that could have done nothing. That movie could have done absolutely nothing nothing but he believed in it so much that he would work during the day and just use that place at night that's crazy and he put that freaking movie out and from there you know we got from you know from jersey girl to mall rats from mall rats to dogma chasing amy we have all these movies from him that we would have never gotten had he not risked you know and walked out there and actually just did it and then he went on and did all these wonderful evening widths and uh up and down with weight and this is the culmination of what could have been a great, what what is a great career, but could have been the end of a great career. And thank goodness it didn't happen. So man, we're, we're shooting out all the best wishes to Kevin Smith. And I, I, I think that uh, I didn't realize how important he was until, which is it's, it's always how it goes until we're like, Oh, he had a heart attack. Could have died. I'm like, dude, he influenced me more than I thought. I used to listen to Smodcast every day. I used to always listen to Smodcast. And they'd go on for three hours, four hours on some bull crap. 
But there was a point at which it really was a new thing. I had never heard a four-hour, three-hour podcast before. I didn't know you could do that. And he just did it. And he would talk about bull crap. And he'd talk about, you know, his movies that weren't doing the way he wanted to. And he kind of used it as a vent session. And it was just so good with Scott Mosier. And um, so we're, we're sending you all the best wishes. And, uh, hey, we love you, kid. We love you, kid. That's where I'm going to wrap the news up. That's my two cents for the week. And this brings us to the worst part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go. Thank you for coming back to all our new listeners. We see you. We love you. Can't wait to see you from Sweden to Australia to the UK. We love y'all. We see y'all. And we will see you next week. And until next week, I'm your host, Steve. My name is Dan Ramirez. Everybody, thanks for listening to the Heroes of Noise. We will see you next week. Peace. (laughs) Peace.